grown and sexy, but clean sometimes. That's what's up. We didn't say it was a family show, so there's that. Young Wait, are we? With that? With that? Well, <laughs> so that, are we? I don't know. We, over, we all over the place. <laughs> Had to come out of retirement. These these knees don't. They was snap cracking and popping, you know, like a rice crispy. But we made it do what it do. But I did take a couple of ibuprofen afterwards, though. All right. I got you. Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? It's your homie, Big T. And I'm Shay Renee. I'm Miss Amy. And you are officially tuned in and tapped in with the hottest podcast that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While you grind and shine. Yes, we are back for a brand spanking new episode. We took a little break for the holidays, but we are back. And, you know, it was great. It was nice to have a little break and kind of reset and rejuvenate mm-hmm. and relax and come back, take care of our mental health, because, you know, that's what we talk about here. Always. All the time. But I'm back and I love y'all. And I'm so glad to be back in the studio. How y'all yeah. feeling? Same. Good. I'm feeling good, too. Yes, yes. It was yes. a nice little break to just you know, It was. Reset. It was. I had a lot of time off in between. Like, I was Friday weekend. <laughs> and I wish. I'm jealous. I wish I had a five-day weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been getting things done, so. Good. That's good. That's good. So we have a big show here today, and we, you know, we had to come back in the hottest way. So this episode is all about hot topics, man, because there's always uh, a lot to talk about out there in the always. streets. And, you know, we thought it would be pretty cool to, you know, come on the show and, you know, see what everybody's perspective is. Uh, we do have a special guest that's going to be joining us in the second half of the show. Uh, I was. I told him earlier today. I was like, "You want to be the Angela Yee of our show so bad." And so Craig Bernie is going to be back <laughs> on the show today, um, in the second half of the show. He's going to be sitting with us for some hot topics. Yes. But before we get into anything, you know, I have to give y'all what's called Big T with the T. And you know, this is where I give y'all all of the juicy news that's going on. And this is how you know I keep job security thanks to these uh, celebrities. So, uh, first things first, let's get into some Nick Cannon news because it's been a while since oh, we've Nick Cannon news. But this <laughs> is not no babies. Yes. He this, is our, he is one of our favorite baby daddies. <laughs> he, he is, but this one is not about babies actually. Uh, so Nick Cannon and the Zeus Network are getting put on blast for a competition that pitted dark skin and light skin women against each other. Yeah, so all of our news today comes from TMZ. So here's the deal. So Zeus and Nick collaborated on a live show Thursday night called Bad vs. Wild Las Vegas, putting Wild and Out stars from Nick's side against baddies from Zeus's side. Uh, the promotional post online said it would feature several competition with different themes, one being a separation by skin tone. The post was met with a lot of hate because of its colorist implications, and Zeus took it down and uploaded an edited version, which read Chocolate Goddesses versus Caramel Goddesses. Uh, that didn't sit well with folks either, with many pointing out the name change doesn't alter mm. the intent of the competition. Uh, Zeus News, uh, the new post, also added, remember, we're here to break down stereotypes, not to uphold them. 
Uh, Zeus and Nick also had a BBW, as you know, Big Beautiful Women versus Slim Girls competition go down mm-hmm. on the same exact night, which was met with the same uh, reaction from fans. It would be interesting to see if Zeus airs the controversial competition at some point. He 100% was trying to go at every single stereotype, wasn't he? He absolutely was. He was like, let's just do it all. Let's go hard. Yes. I mean, to do dark skin versus light skin, skinny versus BBW. Like, well, I don't I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. I personally feel like I'm not about to, you know, promote that crap or even partake in it. I don't subscribe to the Zeus Network. No, I don't want to watch baddies or none of that. I do not like the way they depict depict black women. At Absolutely. All. Yeah. It, it's degrading to our characters. Absolutely. And you know, and not even just black women, black people in general. I mean, you yes. got the blue face and Krishan thing going on. You got the bad oh, boys club, really? bad girls club. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Zeus network. I'm so over them. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. Um, so Zeus Network is a subscription network that you can subscribe to. So okay. it's like a streaming service. And it's basically where you get all your Ratchet TV. So that's where okay. like the Blueface and Krishan, like that's where they have their reality The whole show. drama's just going yes. on. Okay. Yes, you have Bad Girls and Bad Boys Club on there. And I think at one point, uh, Black China had a show on there as well too. So that was kind of on there. So it's basically where you just get your Ratchet TV from. But it's like, it's very Ratchet. Like, it's, like Nick, that's beyond Ratchet. Yeah, that's, There's something wrong with you. Yeah, that wasn't cool. That. You got daughters? Yes. Like, come on. Yeah, you, you got a lot of daughters, actually. Like, a lot. like, I don't know how many we're up to, but you got daughters. Like, come think about that stuff. Yeah, we need you to do better, Nick. So hopefully they yes. get that uh, figured out. All right. And in other news, of course, you know, we got Taylor Swift coming up. Uh, so, uh, you know, there's a good reason uh, Taylor Swift, she called out Kim Kardashian in her new interview. Um, so she called out Kim Kardashian in Time magazine over a seven-year-old phone call with Kanye West. Um, it's an incident for which Kim still has not apologized for. Uh, TMZ and sources with direct knowledge told them that Kim has never said sorry to Taylor over the notorious famous phone call between Taylor and Kanye West back in 2016. Uh, The one that Kim and Ye released attempting to show Taylor was cool with the song's racy line about her. Now, if you don't remember uh, the track release, the lyrics that Ye rap said, I feel like me and Taylor might still have sex. Why? Because I made that bitch famous. Um, and that was in response to Taylor's anger. Kim posted her version of the re- uh, recorded phone call in an effort to prove that Taylor, she agreed with the line. However, uh, the full unedited version was eventually, uh, it came out and it became clear that Kanye never even told Taylor that he referred to her as a bitch uh, in the song. Mm. Uh, so sources say that Kim's never apologized for the phone call. And Taylor said that she would actually accept an apology for Kim on the issue. Even after all these years later, only one specific condition must happen. And that means uh, the condition is that the apology must be done publicly. Uh, one source said that Taylor said a public shaming calls for a public apology. I know that's right. I yeah. want that apology just as loud as that disrespect. Was, was this as a result of like the, the award show? Was this before or after the award this show? This was after the award show. So this was kind of where that all started. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. that they had the interaction at the MTV Awards. And then in 2016, he wrote a song. Uh, well, he wrote a lyric and referenced Taylor Swift in the in the in the song. And then um, apparently he asked her, was it okay to you know, mention her in the song? But he never told her that I was calling, you know, he was calling her a bitch in the song. Yeah. So Kim released the edited version of the phone call, but eventually the full version got released. And in the phone call, um, Kanye West never told Taylor Swift that he called her a bitch in the song. I feel like I saw something earlier, actually, before I came here, where Taylor was saying in the article that she was so upset about it. Was that that she had to go and like... Yes. Kind of was out of the public eye for a while. Yeah, and... she said she actually moved to another country for a long time. Yeah. Like she moved out of the United States because of the backlash that was just given to her was just so harsh. So she actually moved away. She moved out of the country, moved away. Now, do we think that Taylor Swift was like, 
all right, I'm kind of on top of the world right now. I'm about to just come out and get some confidence because she's she's got a lot of positive news out there. Right she now. has a lot of positive news and I think mm-hmm. she's grown. And um, I love the way that she clapped back. She said, yep. look, I'll take your apology, but we're not going to do it in private, boo. Right. We're going we gonna to do this in public. As public as you made that, like like she said. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, and then, you know, at the same time too, um, she also, before that, had just won that lawsuit against her record label that she was with before because uh, they were trying to hold her um, in contract. Um, they didn't let her release any new music and all this stuff. And so she actually went back and recorded the old music and put it back out again. Mm-hmm. And now she's a free free agent out here. So Taylor's on a roll. Taylor she's, like, I, she's like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, Taylor ain't playing. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lex, <laughs> Lexi said, why wouldn't Taylor just listen to the song, bitch? <laughs> I don't know. So, all right. And in our last news, let's talk about, uh, you know, the new couple that's out here. Oh, well, they're kind of not new. They've been kind of together for a while. But let's talk about Jennifer Huston and Common. So, oh, man, I was hoping you were saying Nelly and the Shine. I know. I was going to well, well, that's not a new couple, but I can we can talk about I that, mean, too. I they are a recently rekindled couple. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and a little birdie told me, that, from what I saw in the shade room, is that uh, Shanti's pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. She's having a baby, y'all. Her first. First, her first, her first. Yeah. yes, yeah. Shout out to her. Nelly's third, I think, yeah. this will be his third. Yes. Yeah, and by the way, he's almost fifty, right? He's still fine. Yeah, I thought I was about to say <laughs> he's so good for almost fifty. No, he's. Fine. I think they're both almost fifty. Man, they're gonna have no. He's like almost fifty. I yeah, think she might like be a little younger, but yeah. they're gonna have a beautiful baby. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Common and uh, Jennifer Hudson may be putting an album out together. Uh, so, Common and Jennifer Hudson are talking about a powerful romantic soulful collab, and it's not a wedding, but they're talking about making music together. Uh, the topic came up last night as Common pulled up at the Los Angeles airport, where a photographer asked him about the odds of his girlfriend and him hitting the studio anytime soon. Common said the chances are high, but he's not willing to say exactly when. He says he approaches his music like his relationships the records have to happen organically uh the chicago native have uh, the chicago natives have been going strong for well over a year and common had no problem hyping up his partner saying she is one of the greatest voices of this generation and that should score him some points uh this holiday season and you know let uh jay hud let that coochie breathe oh my goodness oh, <laughs> i can't with you i know i, I love this couple together <laughs> yes. i love them together I- never knew they were a couple I don't know where I've been, yes they've been together for almost like over a year now now they're like significantly different in age too right like yes. he's way older than she is but yes. i love them together musical geniuses yeah i will listen to that whole album i also heard that common is a serial dater like he dates women for like a little while well, he better not break her heart and then once he gets bored he kind of just like moves on to the next Mm-mm. So I don't hope you don't appro- like I hope that. you don't approach your music like your relationship. Yeah, comments with Erica Badu like back in the nineties, and then he dated Serena Williams for a while, and then he dated some. Yes, yeah, he dated Taraji P Henson. Then he dated some white woman, and now he's with Jennifer Hudson. Wow, he is so, a serial dater. He, he is. So. I mean, he's lived a long life, so he, he's had a lot of time, more he, time than Jennifer to do that. He has. Don't hurt her. Yes. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that was Big T with the tea. And if you know I got some tea, I'm going to spill it here first on Mud Talk. So, all right. Well, you know, Thanksgiving uh, just wrapped up. And how was you guys' Thanksgiving? How did you guys, you know, what did you cook? Did you hang out with family? What did you guys do? Both. I cooked and hung out with family. It was really actually nice. That's good. That's good. What did you cook? I made turkey, greens, dressing, macaroni and cheese, yams. Um and rolls, the dinner rolls. Oh, that's oh good. and deviled eggs, of course. The deviled oh, eggs. I love me some good deviled eggs. Did you put paprika on the top? <laughs> you gotta have, and you know, in it, you gotta have a little flavor. In it. Absolutely, Miss Amy. 
Well, I also cooked um, turkey. I cooked some, let's see, I took cooked dressing because yes. I didn't stuff it in anything. We talked about that last time. Thank you. Uh, mashed potatoes <laughs> and gravy. I made homemade gravy. I made macaroni and cheese, um, deviled eggs with paprika on top. Mm-hmm. Um, I made some green bean casserole for my dad. I think, I think he's the only one likes it. Um, candy DMs and um, oh, and I also got with my friend uh, Miss Rita Armour, the real estate agent, uh, and she is helping me and helped us record our next segment, which is White Girl Visits. And she taught me how to make greens. Oh, so our next uh, episode, we're gonna watch me go shopping all by myself for ingredients I've never shopped for. Wow, um, <laughs> for the greens, and then I learned how to make them. And then I actually, she, I you know, I got some and served them with my family. Where so. did you go shopping at? <laughs> you have to wait you gotta watch yes. the show i'm only laughing because her and i talked about this on <laughs> facetime last night and yeah we'll just we'll just wait oh, it was it was yeah. hilarious so i forgot the name but i it's i took a picture of the sign and it's in it's all in the video yes. you'll get to witness my firsthand um shopping experience so oh, that's what's okay. it was good it was, it was, i had a lot of good time with family too and it was just nice and i got to do my tradition which was to take food to people that were working and mm-hmm. some friends of mine that um didn't have dinner or anybody to eat with so yeah that's my favorite part. That's what's up. Yeah, I was excited to take my dad to play who just mm-hmm. recently had kidney surgery. So. Oh, okay. Yes. That's dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um my mom and I, we actually combined Thanksgivings with uh one of her coworkers who she's really good friends with. And so our family and their family, like we came together and we cooked. Um, they all came over to the house and we just kind of chilled and listened to music. We ate. Um, there was so much food, chicken, roast, ham, turkey. Uh, macaroni cheese dressing no stuffing um just all type of good stuff so it was really nice that was like the first time that we've ever done that yeah. um but it was so dope to see like our families kind of like mesh together and kind of hang out and vibe with each other so i love that yeah that was that was really dope somebody else had a birthday i did i yes who we won't <laughs> talk about that oh janelle said that uh he also dated tiffany haddish too Kinda. oh yeah, yeah 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 that's quite the list Yes. Um, yes, it was my it was my birthday. Okay. Uh, I turned 35. So shout out to shout out to everybody who came through. Shout out to the Mud Talk team that came through. It was so so dope y'all to come through. Uh, I got a little emotional because uh, I got a huge surprise that I did not expect. Uh, my dad uh, came to the birthday celebration. Um, my dad and I haven't talked in like three years. So that was the first time that we really like hung out and like saw each other and spoke. Um, and so he, he called and asked me where I was at and I told him where I was at. And I, you know, I didn't think he was coming, you know, shout out to that childhood trauma. Um, <laughs> I, don't think yeah. we're, I don't think we're like shouting out, trauma, you know. <laughs> but uh, just acknowledging it. I love your coping mechanism. Yeah. Thank you. You know, okay. um, but yeah, he came through and not only did he come, came, not only did he come through, but he came through with my brothers mm-hmm. and all that. And that was just really dope. And I got emotional after I cried and all that good stuff. So I, that was honestly, absolutely one of my favorite um, moments of the break was really? being there and watching it because, you know, just one of you were genuinely surprised. Yes. And when he came in and just the emotion that you saw, and I didn't video your thug cry, but I got a picture of it. Oh, it was, I posted it on Facebook. And then I got Somebody to sit got and it. chat up your dad a little bit and learn all about things. Oh, and Lord Jesus. Talk, <laughs> talk to your brothers that were there. Did he talk too much? No. I I mean, okay. I, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe <laughs> it's fine. I love it. I love listening. I love talking to parents. And yeah, it was just a great overall great moment for you. And I know the big three. Am I allowed to say how old you are? Big three, five. Yes, I am. It's a milestone. Birthday, it is a milestone. Like 35, so. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was it was really dope. Um, And just to see everybody just show love and come out and celebrate. It was it was big. And um, for me, it was it was like the perfect gift to be mm-hmm. 35 because it just healed a lot of 
just anger and resentment and all of that good stuff. And so, um, you know, I'm really hoping that him and I can continue to grow our relationship and, and move forward. So maybe we should shout out the healing, not the trauma. Yes. Shout out to healing, man. Shout, out to, shout out to healing and shout out to uh, Black Boy Joy. You know, for me, that uh, really touched my inner child. And so yeah. that was that was really dope. So and that story of you telling what that inner child story to me, that was like one of the really special moments of yeah. you just kind of being able to come full circle. Yes. And so, yeah, that was. And then after that, I don't remember anything else to happen. So <laughs> I can't a lot of dancing. I yes. can't say he's a proud father because every time I've seen him over the last year, like I ran into him in a couple of dodgeball games um at a parade I did with my girls, and he goes, Oh, I'm Ty's dad, Ty's dad. <laughs> I know you are, but it was always that big proud chest out yeah. smile on his saying, Oh, I'm Ty's dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And so um, and then my like I said, my brothers were there. So my brother Deontay, uh growing up, we we got called twins because him and I are the same age. <laughs> and so we are exactly seven months apart. Mm-hmm. Um, my birthday is November 28th, and his is June 28th. Yeah. So that's how we remember each other's birthday. So growing up, we were just like, we just need to accept the fact that we're ghetto twins at this point. Yeah. So <laughs> so that's what that's is that what true? it is. Like, is well, we call them project twins, but uh-huh. project twins, ghetto twins, twins, project twins, same you know, thing. Same I did learn something I didn't know, but yeah. now I do. So, but shout out to healing and all that good stuff. And speaking of healing, that transitions into our mental health Perfect. moment, right? Yeah. So let me go ahead and pull up. So today um, I wanted to talk about, and this is for everybody, not just people struggling with mental health, um, but the holiday season is here. It is what, December 8th? It is. So um, it is, I believe, the second day of Hanukkah. Today's like I think yesterday was the first day of Hanukkah. So Shout out happy to the Hanukkah. Hanukkah for those yes. of you that are celebrating. Um, we have some time where Christmas is coming, Kwanzaa's coming. Um, Big T had to school me a little bit. I thought Kwanzaa was the day after Christmas, yeah. and he said it's actually on it's the twenty fifth. Yep. So um, there's a lot of holidays. We have New Year's Eve, New Year's Day uh, coming up. So I wanted to talk about surviving the top three holiday mental health killers Mm. um, that a lot of us tend to experience over the holiday season. And these are all pressures that we uh, maybe are feeling. So number one, the first one is the pressure to overschedule yourself. And this comes from the fact that we have things like holiday events, parties at work, parties at school for kids, you have kids in their classroom. I know my daughter's got a choir concert coming up and there's those types of things. And then we have the traditional, um, just traditions that we tend to do. So, you know, the expectations around the holidays to be visiting various family members and bouncing from house to house to house, or just like, you know, decorating your Christmas tree, if that's what you celebrate or Christmas lights or God forbid the elf on the shelf. (laughs) <laughs> which is not my favorite like I've been literally some cute ones this year like there's li- there are so many cute ones and yeah. I'm actually going to go back to the elf on the shelf with one of the other pressures but um and then also just a lot of us have some time off like you said you had five days off so just like the pressure to get things done when you're off work can mm-hmm. be there cooking shopping wrapping visiting cleaning I'm stressing myself right now thinking about it so if this is you the way that we can combat this um I guess the way we can survive the pressure to overschedule is number one, accept your own personal limitations around the holiday season. Like make a commitment to first and foremost, not allow, allow others to dictate your schedule. Mm-hmm. And it tends to happen that way because family come in from, comes in from out of town and they're like, well, we need to see you or I need you to be at this house or this house. And um, there's just a lot of pressure for people, other people to try to dictate that schedule. Right. Um, I, my suggestion would be, you know, it's December 8th. And if you're celebrating Christmas or even Hanukkah, um, Kwanzaa, sit down this weekend. It's perfect time. And start thinking about what are the priorities? What are the actual main things you want to do? And then actually put it in a schedule, like actually schedule the time and say, these are the things I want to get done. Put it in your schedule, put them on the calendar. And then don't forget to schedule in downtime and self-care time. Like actually put it on your schedule. Um, And it's okay to actually not do something that you've traditionally done in the past. 
um, if you're feeling overwhelmed, like the elf on the shelf, I was kind of like, because there are adorable things and there's just a ton of pressure out there um, to do these. And I have, a, there's somehow my elf on the shelf turned into an elf on the shelf boy and girl. And, you know, the first couple of years I had it, I was doing it and it just became way too much. So now they just move around the house and sometimes yeah. they don't move. And I was cracking up because they didn't move. And my son was like, who touched him? I bet it was, <laughs> I bet it was my big sister. And I was like, yep, she shouldn't have touched him. Mm-mm. And, and so I think the other key word is the word no. Yes. It's okay to say no. Yes. Um, so that is some of the ways you can kind of avoid the, um, the pressure to overschedule. Number two is the pressure to overspend. So literally everything is so much more expensive right now. Everything. Um, and social media is not helping, especially those of us with kids and those of us with kids that are on social media, watching certain influencers and watching advertisement. And it, a lot of it's dictating a lot of these, um, Christmas wish lists. Mm-hmm. I know my daughter has a whole app. There's a whole app. It's a wishlist app. It's a wishlist app. She watches the influencer and then they copy the link and put it right on the app. Wow. And it, there's a lot. I was actually talking to a few, um, other teenagers this week who were telling me a lot of their list is dictated by this mm-hmm. and it's not cheap. Um, so there's that, there's the obligation. I think sometimes we feel of gifting something to somebody just because they gifted something to you. Mm-hmm. And then also just, um, sometimes a lot of our holiday celebrations revolve around gift giving. Yes. And so, um, I think there's just a lot of pressure to overspend. So the way we're going to kind of combat this is to first and foremost, like while you're sitting down scheduling your time this weekend, schedule and prioritize who you actually want to um, purchase gifts for and make a list. And that's the people that are on your list. And then um, also while you're at it, look at your finances and then determine how much you have to spend, if anything. And if you don't have anything to spend, it's okay to not spend. Absolutely. Um, and and there are, if, if you know, if you're in that situation, there are organizations that can help if you have kids and want to get gifts, but it's okay to not spend if you don't have it. Or put that thing on afterpay. Yeah, or afterpay. <laughs> we love afterpay, apparently. I do. Um, so then also while you're at it, create a budget of a total amount um, that's fair for either the person or the group. So like I put all my kids on like a list and then I was like, this is how much I want to spend at most for each kid. Mm-hmm. Or like, I like to buy my colleagues at work just a little something. So I put in a total amount for like work friends. Okay. And that way I try not to go over that. And then I make sure that I stick to that budget. Um, I think it's also okay to say no to those events that revolve around those gift giving. If you're feeling like if I'm sitting there and I'm not participating, I'm going to be left out or just stop in, stop by, say hi you know, and then leave before those activities start if it's going to make you uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you can also exchange how you like change kind of maybe how you exchange gifts. Uh, I know I was trying to explain like a white elephant gift exchange to <laughs> you yesterday. You were like looking at me. I was like, I was insane. I love those. But those it's are so fun. fun. So there's so many ways you can do them. So like one way I've done it, which is actually just funny, where you pick something funny in your house that you don't use, but you already own. It's free. Mm-hmm. You wrap it up real nice. You have a little game that you play and then everybody opens it and kind of laughs about it. That's free. Um, you can do it where you put a cap and say, okay, everybody bring, um, you know, a $10 gift, $20 gift, right. and then wrap it up and kind of play a game around that one. Um, you can also consider maybe doing like a secret Santa drawing where you draw somebody in the family or draw friends. Um, and then you just like have a limit and you buy one gift for that person mm-hmm. or maybe a couple of gifts. Like I know in the office, we've done that before where you just kind of do a couple little things and a big one at the end. And then just kind of, that's a little bit cheaper to do it that way. Consider also offering a gift or service that's free. Yeah. You know, some good ideas could be babysitting for a date night. So if you have friends or family that have young kids, that is one of the best gifts you can give them um, because childcare is not cheap. And it, you know, sometimes yeah. hard to trust people to do that. If you can do like snow removal, lawn care, coup- coupons are for free. You can do those for people. Um, you could even do like a coupon for a meal. Like tell me when you want to have a dinner cooked for you and I'll bring it over. That can be like low cost. Um, you could do offer to be a designated driver for a night out. You know, that's pretty low cost. 
Or if you're handy, you could do like a handmade gift. And I think sometimes those handmade, I'm not, I'm not crafty. Like I can't make things that are crafty, (laughs) but I think sometimes those are some of the most um, meaningful gifts are the ones that are homemade. So what I chose to do for my kids this year, if you need a little idea, I saw this online. My kids are getting something to wear, something to read, something you want, something you need, and something fun to do. And it's going to vary. And obviously I'm not, that's not all super expensive things. Um, so, you know, for example, like, you know, something to read, all my kids had like one book that they were wanting to read. So I'm going to get them that. Um, so those, that's just a way that you can kind of just limit the amount that you want to get. And it doesn't have to be a certain price. Mm-hmm. And then finally, just, um, everybody just, we're going to breathe in and breathe out and just let the feeling go that you need to give somebody something just cause they gave you something. Right. Um, you know, it really is the thought that counts and the people that care about you will appreciate the thoughtfulness of just your, if you do a small gift or they're going to understand your inability to gift. Yes. You know, I love to give people gifts, but I never expect somebody to give me a gift back. And honestly, people that care about you will also understand. And I don't think anybody that cares about you would ever want you to go into debt coming into the new year, trying to get them or their kids gifts. Yeah. You know? Most times it's about the thought versus the price. Absolutely. Yes. And if people care about you, they will respect your boundaries. Yes. So like if you, if you go to the Christmas event and you only stay for an hour and that's all you can do, they should be able to understand that. I shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. if it starts at six and it's over at 12, why do I need to stay for the entire time? As long as I came, had dinner, said Merry Christmas and keep it moving, that's fine. Or even if I don't come at all, like yeah. that's my boundary. If I choose to say no, mm-hmm. then respect that. Yeah. And so, you know, I think there just is a lot of pressure that people feel. And I, just like I said, social media advertisements just put it out there. And if you can't afford it, don't go broke over a holiday that is going to cause you to have a lot of stress in the new year. Yes. You know, come into the new year feeling confident with the budget or whatever you have going on. Because if I go broke and and I come ask to stay with you, like, and you say no, like, we're going to have a problem. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, yeah, if I can't come stay with you, then don't, don't, you're not getting nothing. <laughs> so maybe you're just going to get a free night stay at someone's house. There you go. Years. Yes. All right. Number three. This is the last one. The pressure to be in the holiday spirit. Yes. Um. So for many people, honestly, I think they believe this is like the most, supposed to be the most magical, wonderful time of the year. Um, we should be happy. We should be joyful. And honestly, it's realistically not the case for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, first and foremost, there's the days are short. The sun's not out. I mean, I know I go to work and it's dark. I sometimes leave when it's dark. If you live in the north like we do, it's cold. And, and, I'm, and I'm ready to go to bed by 430. Literally. I had to, I was just telling Big T, I, was, I drank coffee on the way here because I couldn't stay awake. Yeah. It's just you kind of get into that that mode. And those do tend to be a little more, you know, sad and depressive times of the year. Mm-hmm. For some people, holidays are actually the opposite of joy and happiness due to some sort of change. Could be a loss, a move, a breakup, a divorce, death of a loved one, or just maybe a traumatic experience or a crisis situation surrounding the holidays. Um, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, like, I like flipped it. It was like a weird. Um, so, just you know, kind of the ways to kind of get through that is to recognize that first and foremost, you have absolutely zero obligation to anyone, including yourself, to force yourself to be happy, joyful, peaceful, or any other emotion. Um, you're not alone in these feelings, no matter how you may be feeling. There are people out there that have kind of experienced these things as well. For situations that you have, like maybe that you have a recent loss or a change, while you're sitting down, if this is you're in this, if you're in this spot this weekend, maybe scheduling out your priorities, think about if you've had this, like maybe try to anticipate what that's going to look like. Right. So maybe if you had a recent breakup or a divorce and you're used to spending time um, at a in-law or a you know a partner's parents' house. And that's going to be missing from the holiday. You know, what are you going to do to fill that time? Or how are you going to cope with the loss of that time? Um, Because it's going to come up and it's going to be maybe a little difficult. Yeah. 
Um, also avoid trying to numb or ignore those feelings by using alcohol or other substances, which can actually have the opposite effect and increase your anxiety or depression. Not saying don't go out and celebrate, do you? But if it's something that you're using to actually numb the feelings that you're having, it might, it's probably not going to help. It's actually probably going to make it a little worse. Um, you can also see if you have people to surround yourself with who feel similarly, maybe they've been in similar situations. You know, if you're recently like have a breakup or a divorce or a separation, maybe find some single friends that want to go do something, make some new traditions. Um, or maybe you have people that have experienced the loss with you that might want to do something different to kind of, you know, deal with the loss. Um, also for the loss of, if you are experiencing the loss of a loved one and it's maybe recent this year, um, you know, think about, is there a way that I want to honor this person? I've been doing a lot of grief counseling the last couple of weeks. That's yeah. a big part of what I've been doing. And every time I say, you know, are you thinking or planning on doing anything to honor your loved one? And I've gotten things that range from, nope, it's too soon. And that's okay. I've gotten things from no, but like, what do you think I could do? You know, you could write down stories or memories and put it in a memory box. Um, you could find a way to like help somebody else go and go and like help the community in honor of that person's name. Uh, you could go if they have a place or like a resting place, visit, put a wreath on the grave or, mm-hmm. um, you know, put flowers in the grave. I actually have a, a, someone in my life that had lost a parent some years ago and I had asked them like, are you going to go, you know, where do you want to do anything to honor your mom? And that, um, that parent does not have a resting place. And they're like, well, what can I do? And I said, what about taking a wreath and putting it like in the river and just kind of doing that to honor? Mm-hmm. Um, because that, that family member liked being around water. So just anything you can do to kind of uh, keep those people included in the celebration. If you're ready, if you're not, that's okay too. Right. Um, and then give yourself and others a whole lot of grace. Like if someone's not feeling the holiday spirit, please don't push them to feel the holiday spirit. Absolutely. At all. Absolutely. You know, um, you know, and, and, and if you are comfortable and you are in a, in a space, maybe just offer to sit with them in the space that they're in. You right. don't have to fix it, yeah. you know, but just being where they're sitting with them. And um, and that's only if you're able, because sometimes that's hard if you are not in a good space to sit with other people. Mm-hmm. And as always, like we discussed, if you are feeling like you need to talk to somebody, whether it's today, whether it's tomorrow or during the holiday season, um, please reach out for support. You can always dial that 988 number we talk about. That's mm-hmm. the mental health support line. Um, and that can connect you with somebody 24-7, which will allow you to um, get hooked up with a mental health provider. They can provide you support. You can talk to somebody. Um, it is definitely okay to not be okay, Absolutely. especially during the holiday yeah. season. Yes. And I couldn't think of a better gift to give yourself if you need it than mental health support. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything, gift yourself that. And honestly, that gift, I think, will then carry over to your loved ones who will be happy that you've provided yourself with those outlets. Yes. So there you go. That's my three. That's what's up. Top three ways to, you know, survive the mental health killers of the holiday. Girl, you said three, but I was like 33. Well, <laughs> I was, and, not, and not in a bad way, but that was like yeah. good. I, I, I respect that just yeah. because I know the holiday time is, is tough for some people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I feel like people feel like they have to rush their grieving process because the mm-hmm. holiday season is coming. Yep. And you need to understand that grieving is a process. Yep. So I don't care if you if the next three Christmases you don't feel like celebrating because of what you're mm-hmm. going through. That is okay. Give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. And remember that grieving is a process. You know, you may feel great and happy today. And then the next two days, you may not feel great and happy. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, like Miss Amy said, give yourself grace. It's okay. You know, so Absolutely. um CD Dotson uh Chamber said holidays are depressing for a lot of people. Very much they so. Are. They Especially definitely if you're missing loved ones. Yes. Like she said, losses, all that can factor into it. Absolutely. And it's because, you know, you start thinking about what Christmas or Thanksgiving used to be like, you know, so that can right. that can definitely be tough. When I even I was even talking with somebody that the loss they experienced was a move. Yeah. Like I am all new to this area. I know nobody. And so it's not like they were having like a grieving loss of like a loved one or a breakup or a divorce. It was simply just I'm 
new. So I'm like, it's a change. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of grieve the move where I don't really know anybody. The holidays are going to look real different for them. Absolutely. Uh, Janelle said, yes, setting boundaries and being okay with saying no. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something, boy. Shout out to my therapist. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Shout out to Cecil. uh, And I will shout him out every single time. Um, Man, like I've really just this last couple months have really been setting boundaries and it feels so damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm standing on business saying, no, if I don't want to show up, I ain't coming. Right. If I don't feel like doing something. I ain't coming. You call my phone and I'll answer. I don't feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, we have to set those boundaries um, and we have to get out of this, um, this thinking or this mindset that we have to be constantly on for everybody 24 right. seven. Like sometimes you have to turn the switch off. Mm-hmm. And so um, setting boundaries and being okay with saying no has been like, my thing absolutely and i think again the holiday season that becomes exaggerated yes. because people always want you to be on even more so because it's the holidays absolutely yeah they so, want you and, to oh. come they want you to come to all the functions and hang mm-hmm. out and do all this other stuff sometimes you just want to sit at home and netflix and chill and relax yeah. and kick back especially when you work 40 hours a day yeah. and you have kids and you're ripping mm-hmm. and running all day like sometimes you just want to sit at home and just relax and chill So, well, all right. Well, thank you, Miss Amy, for that mental health moment. We always appreciate you with that. And remember here at Mud Talk, our DMs and Messenger is always open. If you are not feeling okay, you can always shoot us a DM and we'll talk to you. We'll send you some resources and all that good stuff. We are always here. So we're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. And when we come back, we are going to get into these hot topics, man. So we cannot wait for that. So So that they have hot topics, they can put them in. Yes. If you have hot topics, Mm -hmm. go ahead and drop them in the comments below. We are going to read them live on air and yeah we're gonna get into when we come back Mm -hmm. all right keep it locked Yo, 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 what's good, y'all? We are back here on Mud Talk. We want to say shout out to Village Academy for always being awesome for everything that they do. Uh, Village Academy is a technology-based childcare center that focuses on exposing your preschool student to technology that is a part of our everyday changing world. They also provide hands-on learning, field trips, and positive relationship building. For more information, contact them at 419-720-5355. So, Shout out to Village Academy. They do such cool things. I love seeing all the pictures and, you know, all the learning that's happening. I said I'm going to pop up to lunch one day. You're right. I know. Oh, so good. I know. So good. Lexi is always posting, like, these pictures of them on field trips and shit and mm-hmm. stuff. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Can't be doing that while we're talking about the child care center. Right. You know, uh, you know. They always do dope stuff. So mm-hmm. I see them all the time, uh, you know, going on field trips to the park and 
they have like dope people who come in and do like arts and crafts with them. And I'm just like, man, yeah, I saw that they had yeah. uh, someone come in and they were doing like some paintings. Yes. And it was so cool. Yes, they, they were. Loved it. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I might have to, we might have to come through one day. Yes. Yes. I would love to. Yes. Thank Lexi, you. let us come through. I don't want to lead art class though, because I'm not. Yeah, no. We just want to be one of the students. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll teach them how to cook. I want I like lunch. That. I want nap yeah. time. I want, yeah. I want the nap time. I just want the day off from paying bills. Yes. <laughs> yes. I don't want to yes. all anymore. Mom, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> you can put all the mushrooms you want in the dressing. The dressing. I might not eat it. You <laughs> said all the mushrooms in the dressing. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Were I, there any mushrooms in your dressing this year? No, I cooked this year. Yeah. No. Oh yes, yes. You're like my no mom mushrooms. actually came over this year, and um, uh-huh. we had friends um, come over because I don't have any family here but my mom. So okay, okay. Uh, Lexi said during during winter break, give us three hours. All right. Okay. Can I get nap time on a cot? Yes. yes. I would love that because <laughs> you know we old now, so I don't know about we gonna need a nap in between. Listen. Three hours with a three hours with some preschool kids. Yeah, we, we, we do activity, lunch, and mm-hmm. that time. And that time, man. When mm-hmm. I when I was eighteen, I taught preschool, and I had a lot of energy back then, and I still was tired every day. So bless, yeah. bless you if you are a preschool teacher. Um, you are you are doing great work. Yes, and shout out to uh, to Lexington Village Academy for one even introducing uh, technology to preschoolers. Yes. We need yeah. that. Yes. I mean, considering the world that we live in now, everything is technology based so you know i'm getting to that age where like i kind of need younger people to help me use technology yes like honestly because i did not know there was a wish list app so well i didn't either until it showed up in my text thank god my kids don't know about that one i I won't (laughs) no i won't tell them i promise well they probably will know by tomorrow All right. So as we said, um, this is a very special show because this is where we talk about all of the hottest topics that is going on, whether it's in news, social media and just in our world in general. Um, And so we have some people send in some topics and we also have some topics of our own. Um, And so, you know, uh, we're going to go ahead and get into it. And then uh, after we do our hot topics, we're going to take a look at some comments. Right. All right. All right. So, Miss Amy. So what are you thinking? Where where do you want to start? Do we want to start with weed politics? (laughs) Well, that's a crazy transition. Weed politics or our, <laughs> our bodies? What are we thinking? Um, well, let's start with politics. Let's be safe. Yes. All right. They're not any. There's nothing that's unsafe. I was very safe oh, okay. you know, when I was reporting. So thank you. <laughs> a little backstory for this one. So the USA Today reported that Senator Mitch McConnell, who was 81, froze at a press conference last month. Some of you might have seen that mm-hmm. on the news. Um, and he, prior to that, suffered two recent falls mm. and related injuries from those falls. And this definitely caused him to miss time away his position as he's the Senate minority leader, which I'm not a governmental but it's expert, a big, it's but a it's a big, big deal. Yes. Um, Senator Dianne Feinstein was 90 and she's still serving. Yes. Uh, fell and was hospitalized last week. And she also spent three months away from her position from Congress after she was hospitalized with shingles in March and spent weeks recovering as she you know, experienced complications. Our Democratic and that's a big word. Democratic and Republican frontrunners, President Joe Biden and former President Donald Trump, are the oldest candidates running in 2024 race. And whomever is elected, if any of them are elected, may not have the ability to finish out their term due to age-related factors or, God forbid, a death. Many Americans say that politicians who are older in age are out of touch with America and do not represent people, um, represent the people of America. So the question is, should there be mandatory retirement age or an age where politicians can no longer run for office? And if so, what age do you think that should be? Or do we think as long as the politicians are elected by the people, they should be able to serve as long as their term allows, or some terms don't, some positions don't have term limits, so whenever they decide they want to retire or quit? Yeah. Well, first of all, 
it's crazy to me that Donald Trump is even running for president still mm-hmm. again, considering that he was just impeached and like convicted. Well, and has a whole lot of charges, but yes. that's a whole nother hot topic. Yes. That, um, that's just crazy to me. But, um, I feel like there should be an age where they have to retire one because they are out of touch and they're creating and making these laws that don't even make sense. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of these politicians who are making these laws, like they wanted to go back to the 1950s and the 1960s and we're trying to progress forward. Mm-hmm. And we can't do that when we have 80 year olds and 90 year olds in office. Right. Um, so I feel like they need to worry about more about their health rather than the health of other people right now. So that's, you know, that's if just. If I had me. to give an age, I would say 70. Same with driving. Yeah. Is that the driving one, 70? I don't know. What but it needs to be. Is, but it needs to be. Because <laughs> Barbara want to drive on the on the, uh, the 50. Why does it got to be Barbara? Barbara, Carol, and <laughs> somebody, somebody, whoever. Meredith, somebody. whoever. Yeah. The speed Joe. limit is uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, thank you for putting some males in that because that yes. was a lot of female old drivers. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like, they're driving down the street and the speed limit is 50, but you want to do 35. I can't. I yeah. can't do that. Right. And I wonder if they feel like, like, who, like, I'm driving fast. Let me slow down. Like, I don't know, like, why they yeah. do that. But yeah, definitely. Um, I agree. It should be at least 70. I actually think 70 is too old. You think so? And I, yeah. I was going to say 65, but you still have some people who are functioning quite well. Yeah. Better than some 30 yeah. year olds. Well, th- there are people that function well. I just think that as you hit the later part in your life, maybe not even the age related. Yeah. More just like health related. Like there's just there's a lot of health concerns, and you know I think what is our retirement age? Sixty five. Like that's what people. Yeah. Then let's. That's the one I think. I think it's time to retire. Yes. Be done. And and would that be a limit that you guys have put on like running for office too? I agree. Uh, only because of the simple fact, like I said before, is that you know six. I mean seven. Like eighty and ninety is crazy to be in office. And a lot of those older people, they don't like change. Yeah. They want to keep right. things the same. They don't want things to progress forward. Right. And so with that, I feel like, you know, as a country, we need to continue moving with or without you. Right. And that's just how I feel. So I would agree. 65, 70 is kind of pushing it. but 65. Because especially the term is like presidencies, what, four years and potentially eight. Well, yes. They've both been presidents before. Yes. So they can both only serve four years. But it's like, it was like, what, one of them was going to be 86 by the end of their term and the other one was like 83 by the end of their term. That's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, Greg said. Um, oh, hi, Greg. Hey, Greg. Uh, he said, I <laughs> think it should be some kind of cognitive test after a certain age to prove that they can still work. Uh, this is people's lives in their hand. Greg, slow down with the comments. I can't even read it. Um, he said, uh, now also say 70 to 75 with some eligibility requirements. Okay. And then was that you said that? The, did you read the cognitive one? That's what it was. Yeah. He said that uh, it should be a cognitive test. Okay, so some sort of cognitive test. Yeah, because, well, that was the other when I was researching this a little bit. I noticed, like, it's even like a running joke with President Biden, like, about yeah. his age and how, and some people are just worried that he doesn't even realize where he's at sometimes. Yeah. Well. And honestly, it almost feels like if we elect them, we're electing their vice president. Yeah. So I feel like maybe that should, just because of there yeah. could be some outcomes or they might not be able to finish that term. I don't know. Well, we, so, are, so we all agree there should be an age limit. Should be an age limit. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Well, I got one. All right. Okay. So, um, you know, there's a lot of debate about the music back in the day and the music now. Um, and so the question is, was music in the past better or has music quality declined or is modern music just as good, if not better than what was before it? All right, so, I'm going to need you to run that back. Okay. Bit. So was music in the past better or has music quality just declined or is modern music just as good, if not better than what we had before? Well. I feel like 
I feel like this is one of those situations where like every generation feels like their music was the best music. Mm-hmm. Like you, I will, I will fight with you every day that the nineties R and B hip hop era was the best R and B best hip hop out there. But that was also like my prime time. That was like my prime music listening time back when I was, you know, when you're in your teenage years and when you're in your college age years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely, I, I just, I don't feel the same vibes, not necessarily R and B. There is some good R and B out now. Um, but I think a lot of the R and B vibes now are running it back to nineties R and B vibes. Yeah. But there was a time where it was rough. Like, I personally feel like a lot of the R and B now, like when it comes to women, there's more painful songs than there are like happy ones, and that's where my issue come in because sometimes I want to listen to the R and B with the good messages, not just yeah. The yeah. problems. That's a problem for me. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like t- today's music, um, there's no originality. Like I feel like everything is kind of the same. Is if it's not a sample, then then it's definitely um i just feel like it's just every everything just sounds the same to me um i don't feel like anything there's any originality um yeah it just everything sounds like that tiktok music and And that's really what it is and there's actually like a whole genre now of tiktok music yeah which if you listen to a lot of it is like you said samples from back in the day yeah and um it's so funny to me whenever i'm around like my daughter or her friends and they're like, like oh this song came from the 90s or the early 2000s and they're like no this is a new song that we have nowadays yeah for me rap is where it's way off like i don't care i the mumble rap thing that we got going on right now yeah i'm not okay with that i'm not either like that is not a great situation yeah and i'm just also and this is the other thing too back in the 90s i feel like so everything now is just like out there like it don't matter what it is gushy wet you know what I'm saying? Like all the all that stuff. And back then, like it was very like kind of like it was kind of subtle. What were you listening to? What back in the, I mean, oh, we I mean I, I know, know we I know we had my neck, my back, and Trina and all that uh, stuff. Uh-huh. But, like all of that. Uh-huh. But but that wasn't necessarily the mainstream, but now that's out in the mainstream. Yeah. It is. It's and it's and out it's there. Directed more towards our kids. That's yeah, I don't know, man, because I remember being 12 singing a whole lot of sexy things that I probably should have been singing back uh, in the day. But but back then you didn't really know because they played it on the radio and they kind of edited it and changed yeah. it, yes. you know, around and you really didn't understand the message, whereas nowadays. They just blatantly say they're it. saying it. They're just they're yeah. using you know, like we were talking words. about coochie breathing they're earlier. Co- like yeah, and you know, looking for the hoochie daddies and yeah. pound town and all that other crazy stuff. So I, I was really watching a preschool the other day, and it was like it was a TikTok, and she was like having preschool kids, three and four year old, like sing their favorite song, and this little itty bitty three year old was like, "I'm gonna take it to pound town." And I was like, "Yeah, um, that's not okay." Yeah, and you know that they're hearing that somewhere. Yeah, on the radio or on the TikTok, TikTok, and, TikTok right. yeah. And I feel like back then, like we had we had more diversity and choices. Like yeah. if we wanted to listen to the raunchy stuff, then we we went to look, listen to raunchy stuff. And you had to stay up to two, three o'clock in the morning and listen to BT Uncut, even though right. what's going on. And then then if I wanted to go and listen to you know R and B with Jodeci and Drew Hill and all that, mm-hmm. I can go do that. But now like. There's, I don't feel like there's too many options because all the the good R and B, like you have to go and look for it. Mm-hmm. You have to go and look for it. Otherwise, I mean, you're going to be listening to letting the coochie breathe and pounds hound and is that R and B? Like what? Right. Well, and I think too, just because I have to, you know, a shout out to some of my um, my fellow white viewers. 
I believe too, just some of the, like when you look at some of the different genres of like rock music, alternative rock, I still believe that the earlier ones of that was just more, or even like the 60s and 70s, like classic rock, there's yeah. a lot more musicianship there. And maybe I'm wrong. I just feel like there was a lot more musicianship there than just a lot of like computerized beats. And yeah. now there's anything wrong with that, Red. Not no shade to our audio people, but I definitely think that there is um, more to be said about the music that was coming out of there with live bands and live music, live drumming, instruments and things yeah. like that. Uh, so let's read some comments real quick. Uh, Frank, the director, Grace said they talk about it tastefully back in the day. Now they just blunt. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg said, I feel it, it's the same now as it was then. I kind of agree with that. And I then, then I was laughing because he said we were at elementary school singing H-Town knocking Absolutely. the boots. But we, we didn't know what they said knocking right. the boots. Like we not, didn't know what that but you was. You know what? So I'm not, I'm not convinced that my little three-year-old Poundtown friend knows what Poundtown is either. I want to park that Big Mac truck right in his little garage. Like they weren't singing that and knocking the boots. But but I legit thought they were knocking boots. But see, this is where I get... <laughs> But you know what? But you know what? I can honestly say that, and this might be just because I'm a little older than you guys, because I was like older hearing yeah. some of these songs. But I'm looking at that going, I guarantee right now a little itty bitty is listening to that thing, and there's somebody actually parking a truck in a garage. Like they're just like you thought somebody was knocking boots together. They were knocking boots together, but, but they weren't out here. Now, now I will say, now there were a couple. Now, I will say, Silk. Let me lick you up and down. Okay, right. I'm going to give you that. I was standing in my <laughs> living room singing, I want to lick you up and down. Freak me, baby. Oh, yeah. Like, on my couch, yelling it. I got in trouble. My mom was like, turn that off. Or I want to sex you up. That was another one that was a big one. Yeah, yeah see? Like, and those were from back in the day. So, I don't know. I, don't I know. kind of agree with Greg on that. Yeah, I mm, no, I just feel like it's just more out there as blunt. But I feel like everybody back in the 90s wasn't just so blunt like that. Everybody now is just, it's blunt. It's out there. It's pound town. Uh, Coochie Brown, just everything is just so blunt. Maybe if there's more, maybe we're and more descriptive now. Maybe and, we just have more adjectives. And everything. everything is, how can I put it? Everything is so sexual. Everything right. is so overly sexualized. I don't know, man. I still think back in the day it was too. We just didn't maybe realize it. No, like, could we have? Could we have some songs like "Shorty Swing My Way"? She'll look good to me, and we're going skating. But there's no way we, back in the day we were skating to uh, "My Neck and My Back." We just we were not. And if you did, then we got some questions. So what's just, I, I, just, I feel like this is one of those. Maybe we're just getting older, and we're like turning into that generation. Ray, I can't read the comments. You're clicking too fast now. <laughs> I feel like maybe we're turning into that generation where we're like we're like all oh, that young kid music nowadays. Just like my parents were saying about. Lick me, baby, up and down on Freak Me, baby, and or what was the the R. Kelly bump and grind? Oh, there was a whole dance to bump and grind. I was like twelve, and we all had a whole little thing, and we're twelve year olds running around the mall singing, um, you know, bump and grind, and you know, a whole bunch of other ones. Yeah, HD the Garage said it's a race to how ratchet you can get. So, okay. Yeah, and Greg said, "Remember to like prove." Well, we already knew they was ratchet when they came out. We already knew what that was. <laughs> we, I mean, Uncle Luke himself. That he oh, already yeah. he marked that himself, so we already knew how that was going to go down. So, but I wasn't a kid listening to Life Proof. Well, we didn't have a sexy red who promoted unprotected sex and STDs, yes, and things like that. And that's not the message we're trying to send to our kids, yeah. especially if we have daughters. And the thing is that even with artists like TLC, even though they were singing Red Light Special, they were still wearing condoms and saying, protect yourself. Let's even, talk about sex, right. baby. Yeah. Even, even, <laughs> even Uncle Luke, who was, you know, promoting, you know, having sex, but he would also say, have safe sex. So he wasn't just out here saying, like, 
pound town booty hole brown he said if you gonna go to pound town make sure you grab a condom first you know what i'm saying i mean maybe they and maybe they just uh, apply that the condoms you know it's already because sexy red has a whole uh what she got it isn't a chapstick line where everything is like it's sex like every flavor of the chapstick yeah. is sexual so maybe it's like, like one of the, one of the flavors is called gonorrhea Oh God! Exactly. So exactly. Literally ruined by anytime Maybe what it is. Maybe what it is too is like the off stuff that some of the artists are doing is more out there because of social media. Like I would have never seen some of these artists in the '90s because we didn't have social media. Yeah. To promote your gonorrhea lipstick line or yeah, whatever it is. Like that when it sold in the '90s. '90s. It's, just, oh, it's a totally different era. Yeah, and because back in the '90s we were promoting safe sex because there was mm-hmm. an AIDS epidemic Absolutely. that was happening yeah. you know what i'm saying so it was safe sex but now like they said it's like a race to see who can be the most provocative and the most ratchet so yeah. i'm gonna let the coochie breathe and go to pound town and uh what did sukiana say sukiana was talking about eating butt and just all type of crazy <laughs> stuff so here's what i think too and i think there, there's actually like people out there are saying though that it's more of a freedom like women are getting more freedom to express themselves too because you would there were some female artists back in the day yes but there's a whole lot more now. They're like, no, I'm going to be me and I'm going to be my sexual free self. Yes. And I'm going to promote that in the music that I'm doing. But I also feel like the female artists back then had diversity. They could rap about yes. sex, but then they can also just spit a bar. We don't have a lot of those female yeah, rappers that can do that. Like I may say, Megan Thee Stallion, she can give you a bar about sex, but then she can give you a bar about depression and anxiety too. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of women artists who are diverse now because i'm not I mean, gonna lie there's not a, men, a lot of men are oh no absolutely. Either, yeah either. they are not a men who they sing the same shit too but right. we just don't have that diversity like greg said <laughs> he said tupac i'll get around which is an example tupac is saying i'll get around but then he also can rap about brenda's got a baby right there there, there was diversity everybody in the 90s wasn't just okay i want to sex you up yeah but then i could spin the block and sing about something positive right so but now there's nothing positive that's on the radio Every, that's true there's nothing and i think it's because I, honestly i think some of the standards were actually they're, they've been loosened over the years too. oh absolutely i mean when i was when i was listening to the radio in the 90s and 2000s you couldn't say bad words on the radio in a song yeah. and then they were like okay well now you can say like act or damn and then they like yeah. kind of extreme you know and then they had to i mean if you listen to some like early nelly yeah when you listen to some of those songs there were so many sound effects bleeping out the words yeah. And now you can tell what the word is. They just bleep out like one letter. Yeah. And that's, I think, a big difference, too, is the standard on the radio is just out there. Yeah. I mean, even with artists like Ludacris, I mean, one of my favorite songs that I got in trouble for for singing was What's the Fantasy? And I got, oh, that- so, I got so a whole lot of trouble. <laughs> but then also Ludacris spun the block and came out with Runaway Love. Yeah. So there there was diversity. I can, Right now in this generation, there's not an artist. I cannot go listen to Ice Spice and, uh, and she's singing whatever she be singing, and then she's going to spin the block and sing something positive. There's yeah. nothing that's come out of this And I generation. get around and got nothing on Tatiana or any yeah. other yes. new song. Well, and I like, think, too, I think, too, like, I mean, I've had, th- think kids are listening to things a lot earlier because we also have the streaming services. Oh, and yeah. streaming services aren't bleeped. Not so there was no stream. I mean, I was I'm in my bedroom when I'm a kid pushing play record. I don't even know if you guys remember that. Yes. And I'm recording it on like a cassette tape, <laughs> and, you know, off the radio yeah. and having to fast forward through the commercials where now, you know, my nine year old can go online. Yes. YouTube. And I, mean, on YouTube. I had my nine year old came in my house when he was in kindergarten. And he was like, what's a 69? I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yes. How did you learn that? And he was like, well, I heard it on his older brother who was 16 or 17. He was in his car on the on the music. Yeah. Of course, I made his older brother have to explain that to him because I was like, that's inappropriate. But I mean, there's no re- reason why my nine-year-old should have known that. Yes, absolutely. You and know? then the thing is, like us growing up, it was so edited to the point like when we heard the real version, we were like, what is this? Like, I've never heard this version you before. You almost felt yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, yes. True, true. Yes. Because so, I just thought those noises were meant to be there. 
Yes. You know, little pops and the little, you know, whatever they used to bleep it out. Yeah, because when I first heard my neck, my back, I was like, oh, this is not bad. But when I heard the real version, I was like, what is this? Well, yeah. I knew. I knew <laughs> Absolutely. You said what? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all of that. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Gray said, don't forget about uh, Nelly Tip Drill. Well, there was that. There's that. BET Uncut. <laughs> but, the, but you had to say up to three in the morning to even see it. Hey, you, you could have recorded it. You could have set yeah. your VCR to record and then remember you would have remember you had the um you would have the TV like on a previous channel in case you heard somebody yeah, come and you had to real quick. Yep. That's funny. All right. And you know what, Greg? Don't talk about my age. Oh, yeah. Greg about... said you're showing your age, Miss Amy. I, I'm old. I'm older than everybody in this room. It's fine. Yes, that's funny. All right. We're going to go ahead and take a commercial break. When we come back, we are going to have our, our special guest. Uh, everything. <laughs> These comments are hilarious. I'm going to come back and read yeah, some we'll more. Read some We're going to read some more when we come back. But when we come back, we have Mr. Craig Bernie. He's uh, going to be in the hot seat with us. Uh, and he told us we got to get him a nickname. We can't call him. We got a nickname. You. CB. I, I called him. I told him CB. Oh, how to think about it. But we it. don't want that to be confused with Chris Brown, though. No. Yeah, we no. don't want that. We don't we want just that. Don't call him Mud Talk CB. That's a long name. That's a long name. So. Yeah. We we have to figure it out. So we are gonna figure that out. One is commercial break. When we come back, we are gonna have Mr. Craig Burton in the building. So keep it locked. Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion and keeping your ears to the streets while you grind and shine. Hosted by Big T, Shay Renee, Amy, and your boy Red. Be sure to tap into Mud Talk every single Friday starting at 8 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube. And catch us the next day wherever you stream your podcasts. What's good, y'all? We are back here on Mud Talk. We want to say thank you to everybody who supports the show. We appreciate you, whether yes. you listen on iHeartRadio, Sirius XM Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora Radio, or even on Facebook and YouTube. We truly appreciate you guys for supporting the hottest podcast that's on air. I'm going to stop saying the hottest podcast in the 419. I'm going to say the hottest oh, yeah. podcast that is hitting your airways every single Friday night. You know, we give you your raw news. We give you your entertainment. And, we, you know, we're informational. So, Absolutely. You know, so yeah, yep. and we also want to say shout out to everybody who bought some Mud Talk merch. Yes, we appreciate it. Here, you're all, you guys are both tangled up. Stretch that out a little bit. There we go. Stretch it out. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh, you yeah. want to see the logo? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You said stretch it out. I was like, what are you talking about? Stretch the, not the oh, Gotta be careful. <laughs> not trying to judge your outfit. <laughs> gotta be careful. But if they want, they can go on our link tree in our bio. If you follow us on at Mud Talk four one nine on Instagram, there's a link tree. There's a link you can go in. You can support us and. Proceeds that we make all go to support um, mental health in the black community. Absolutely. Yes. And shout out to everybody that's been uh, buying merch. We see that Craig got some merch on. Yes, shout out to yeah. Black Lido. We yeah. appreciate Black Lido. Shout out to Janelle 
who were hurt sweater yes. today. Uh, shout out to Kiar who were hurt today. Um, man, shout out to everybody who's been wearing the Absolutely. Love Talk merch, man. I, I love seeing it. I love it. It's it's really dope. Now I kind of want the yellow one because yeah. it looks kind of yellow dope. in the face. I, I like the red one though. I know. I like that red one. Did you get yellow because that's UT colors? Nah, I got yellow. I just thought it would stick out a little bit. Okay. Yeah, that's the way you that up. And 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 Amy helped me out as well. I did. I did do that. I forgot about that. I did. Yes, we look like ketchup and mustard right now. Yes, you did. I should wear my black hoodie and then like maybe even it out a little bit. That's all right. Yes, but shout out to everybody that taps into the hottest podcast. We got to say shout out to Black Lido for uh, mm-hmm. being the official yes. sponsor of the Mud Talk podcast and the home of, you know, the Mud Talk podcast show. We and Many Faces podcast studio. And Many Faces podcast studio. So shout out to y'all. And um, yeah, we appreciate y'all. But yeah. um, before we move on to our next, uh, you know, more hot topics, it's a cup check time. So what is in your cup? What's in your cup? I have water in my cup. What is in your cup? I don't have a cup. I have a cup. Oh, my God. I'm cup? I got you. Thank you. See, look, he's got, I'm just trapped in here. Um, in my cup today, I have some water with some pomegranate cranberry water packet flavoring. Oh, that's um, not For the holiday. Fancy. Yeah. Well, it's just, I just, I stopped drinking pop um, probably about seven months ago. Oh. And I need something because I don't like just plain water all the time. So that's been my thing. Like it. Okay. Yeah. Shay, what you got I in your cup? I love plain water. High quality H2O. We love it. <laughs> High quality. Is, yes. it, is it spring water or is it it's Kroger. tap? <laughs> no, listen, like my kids will not, they will not drink purified, they will not drink anything but purified. Like if I buy spring water, they're like, ew, that came out of a spring. I'm like, it's water. Yeah. I'm about to, to put it out of the tap and then trick them. Oh, let's see what happens. Yeah. Oh, that would be dope. cheaper. Yeah. So we got uh what's in your cup? I don't have a cup, but earlier I was drinking this nice uh drink that had a lot of electrolytes in it. Um, you know, one of those hydrational drinks, one of those hydration drinks, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, comes in different colors, <laughs> like, different, colors. <laughs> different flavors. You can get them at your okay, local grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> you can get at your local oh, grocery Lord. store, and you know, if you need some hydration, it's, it's your go to. So, yeah, uh, put in the comments what's in your cup. We're gonna do a cup check and we're gonna read some more of those comments and see what y'all drinking on. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, Greg said water. Greg, uh, Good for you, Greg. I'm proud of you. We are proud of you, Greg. We, hydrating we along love, with us. We love people who drink water. Yes. We love it. You. So I told Craig earlier today when I saw him, um, I said, you know, this is his test run because he wants to be like the fourth co-host on my Is that why you're sitting yeah. up so tall? He's that like, is. I'm ready. Yes. I'm he, ready. He's, he's, he's ready. Then. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him, I was like, we're like the breakfast club. And I'm like, you know, you can be like our Jess Hilarious. And he was like, no, I don't want to be like, Jess no. Hilarious. Yeah. So he wants to be the Angela Yee of yeah. our show right now. I wouldn't want to be Jess Hilarious. No offense to Jess Hilarious. Hey, hey no. I, I just... need a star role. I need a star and role with you guys. Yeah, he wants to be like in the intro and everything. Yeah. Well, I just need to get, like, yeah. We got to get your nickname first, though. Yeah. yeah so we, we I told him earlier, like, maybe Ice Cold or something. Cold? <laughs> Ice Cold? What is he like? Isn't that like a wrestler name? No, well, Stone Cold. Never yeah, mind. Stone Cold. I don't know. I don't know. I was just trying thing. to come up with something because you know the alphas. It'll the just it'll just come up naturally. Yeah, it'll just happen one day. It'll just happen. But for now, he's Craig. So it happened today. <laughs> We're just gonna call him by the government <laughs> we'll for now. Right. So all right, let's go ahead and get back into these hot topics. So Miss Amy, were we gonna read those comments oh, before we do yes, that? Yes, yes, yes. All so right. let's go ahead. Um, so we gotta, we, you gotta rewind that a little bit. We had quite a few. I know. There. So. Um, Let's go. We're going to scroll back up. All right. Uh, so some of the hot topics that people actually dropped in the comments. Um, so uh, we had. Where did it go? Oh, so Frank, the director, Grace said in 2023, there is not any good R&B. Um, 
And then he also said, and in the 70s, it seemed like everyone knew how to sing. What happened to them? I agree with that, too. Not, no auto-tune. Yes, no auto-tune. A lot of auto-tune nowadays. Hey, leave T-Pain alone, though, because we love T-Pain. I listened to T-Pain's real voice the other day. He was doing He's the interview. He's really good. Well, his real voice, like his talking voice and his singing voice, it surprised me. Yeah. Like, this is T-Pain. I'm like, this is not T-Pain. Yeah. I need the, like, electric T-Pain. Yes, I like it. Yeah. Um, So Frank's hot topic was, he said, what's up with Diddy? <laughs> Oh, I knew that was coming. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that one. Um, and then um, the other comment from HD, the garage said, is the music business over? And that was another one. Um, and then Greg said he's drinking water in his cup. So we're going to spend the block on those hot topics at the end of you know okay. the show. So what are some of the other hot topics you got for us? Some other hot topics. I'm sorry. I got so distracted by music. that I'm passionate. Man, listen. Look okay. at that. All right. So here's one. Uh, so with, the, with our government attempting to pass laws, Outlawing abortion. We already have laws right now that mandate seatbelts, laws against assisted suicide, and then during COVID, uh, mandating the use of masks. Many people have spoken out about the government regulating what Americans do, what Americans do with our own bodies. Some say it's the government's job to protect the safety of people uh, and what they do, and others believe the government is overstepping and shouldn't have the authority to regulate what Americans do with our bodies. So, should the government be allowed to have laws regulating what we do with our bodies? And if so, what areas do you believe that should be regulated and should not be regulated? Or should the government um, be banned from passing laws about what Americans do with our own bodies? Um, I don't feel, well, it depends. I feel like if it's a public health issue, mm-hmm. then absolutely. So like the pandemic, how everybody was losing their brains over wearing masks, but you out here buying tissue. For no reason, um, I didn't understand. <laughs> well, we, that. we feel like those were the same people. Yes. So if you were, if you were the one that did not want to wear a mask, you were the one out there buying up all of the, the tissue, tissue. trying, uh, thinking it was going to save you from COVID, which I don't understand that. But I feel like if it's a public health issue such as COVID or some type of pandemic, then absolutely, because you wanting to be an asshat, um, you are not protecting yourself from other people. There are people. Who have I'm I heard know, the I word ass, yes, forever. Ass hat. I've literally not heard that in probably yes, like 20 well, years. Well, there you go. Thank you. Um, so you know, um, I don't want to if someone has a compromised immune system, I don't want to be a jerk and get you sick. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I do feel like sometimes there needs to be where the government steps in and say, Hey, we need people to wear masks because I don't want to get Shay sick who may have a compromised immune system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you don't want to be that person is out grocery shopping because you're like, give me my rights. Don't take away my rights. Like, this is not a right. We want people to be safe. Now, some things such as abortion and all those other issues, that's your body. And if you choose to do what you want to do with that, then, hey, that's that's up to you. But I feel like if it's a public health issue, then absolutely that's when the law needs to step in. I totally agree. I'm actually more on the other side of like, I don't think the government should be able to regulate anybody's body because I don't think there's a place that you can actually draw the line. I, I see the public health issue. Like, I see that. But I mean, on the same token, you have people out here saying, you know, we need to be you know, women should never be allowed to have an abortion. We're the, a lot of the same people that were saying, don't tell me what to do with my body with a mask. And mm-hmm. I'm like, which one is it? Should they tell us what we should do with our body or should they not tell us? And I just genuinely think that, you know, when it comes to your somebody's own personal body, it is their own personal choice. Right. And I don't think you can draw the line and say, well, abortion's wrong, but masks are right. But, you know, assisted suicide's wrong, but that's your own body. Or, and which is like when you're allowed to yeah. take your own life if you're, you know, at the end of life, or, you know, you have to wear a seatbelt, which is the law. Yeah. Uh, because wearing a seatbelt doesn't necessarily protect anybody else but you. So, where I just don't feel like the, that's the government's business because I think that's them telling us to do a lot of with our own personal life. Yeah. And then where does that line stop? But then it also makes you wonder too, like, 
when exactly does the government step in when it comes to a public health issue? So, for instance, we talked yeah. about in the 90s, there was an AIDS epidemic, pandemic. Right. They didn't make it mandatory for people to wear a condom. And I think a lot of people <laughs> use that. Like, Even when they were talking about the have. mask. Well, listen. <laughs> but, but, I mean, and, and you know what? I think instead the government, in, in their own way, started doing education. And, yes. and, and obviously they've done a lot of research and there's been some treatments out there to help people. Yeah. And you can, you know, live a full life if you have HIV and AIDS. But yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. But I also look at that like they should have told everybody that they had to wear condoms. If you have AIDS, you have to wear condoms. But then that's telling you what to do with your body. Yes. And is that fair? And yeah. I just I really don't. I personally don't like the fact that our government is going to step in and tell us what to do with our bodies. Absolutely. That's just me. What do you think, Greg? Um, I think if we look at something from the perspective of just being a human being, I think that we will make the right decision. If it's COVID or the pandemic, yeah. We should wear a mask to try and protect everyone around us, not just yourself, but everyone around us. But when it comes to abortion, you know, there's so many factors that go along with that um, and so many stories that goes along with that. Mm -hmm. I think that that woman has the ability to say, hey, I'm going to do this mm -hmm. or I'm not going to do this. I think that we just have to look at it from that vantage point. And if we do, I think we'll make all of the right decisions. Yeah, you have a lot of faith in humanity and the, the, the brilliance of people. I do. <laughs> because I, I, I love people. I love humans. But I know yeah. there's a lot of humans out there that probably maybe wouldn't be able to make that decision, which is why I think the government thinks they should have to step in. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I have a hot topic that I actually forgot to put down. So because we're talking about masks. So recently um, in Philly, there's been a huge uptick in crime in Philly. And so the uh, Philadelphia government has made it illegal to wear ski masks in public. And so there's this big debate right now about people are like, well, I agree that you should not be able to wear ski masks in public, obviously. But there are other people who are like, what if it's cold outside? And this is the wrong time to make ski masks illegal. So do you guys agree with that? Do you think oh, that ski masks should be illegal? Because that's the same thing that the like government told should. to do. I mean, I feel like they should. Um, it just depends on the job you're doing. Because if I work outside in construction or okay. doing anything like that in cold temperatures, I should be able to wear something that fully covers me. Yeah. But there's also different alternatives. Like, again, the mask, a hat, scarves. Like, we've been doing this for years without the ski mask. Yes. And there's no reason why it's June. I'm in the bank and you're wearing a ski mask. That, like, yes. there, it makes no sense. I'm in Kroger and you have on a ski mask. They definitely should be banned from uh, public places. But yeah. then where do you draw the line? Because, I mean, so let's say you tell me I can't wear my ski mask. So guess what? I'm about to go get myself a medical mask. I'm going to say I had COVID and go rob my bank or whatever I need to do. Because Well, the thing is, the government said wants you to wear a mask anyway. They right. don't want you to wear. So that to me, banning a ski mask is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, there's other facial coverings that you can use. Yeah, well, they're saying that it. Well, because the people who are doing all of the stuff that's the crime that's happening in Philly, people are wearing the ski mask. Majority of people are wearing a ski mask, and then people feel uncomfortable. And so, me and personally, induces panic. It induces panic. And then the other thing is, what are having the pantyhose on the face? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that a thing? Well, they're using them for other reasons. Now. <laughs> well. We yeah, talked about that, the songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the other thing is, too, that some people are arguing is that they feel like it's targeting, it's a lot of targeting minorities as well, too. Um, because, you know, majority of people who wear ski masks are minorities, young minorities, youth. And so that's kind of a debate. But that law went into effect immediately. Like the Philly government was not planned. So, so what's so, next? Are they going to start banning the fact of like you can't wear a hood in public or you can't, you know, I can't wear gloves? Like there's, I just, well, the mask. So, well, and then if you wear a mask in public in Philly, a ski mask, the fine is $500. Okay. Yeah, so 
they aren't playing. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but I don't know. Hopefully, you know what? Let's see. Let's see if it yeah. takes the crime down. I just, I mean, my thing is, I just want to know why are we wearing a ski mask indoors? That's just what I want to know. Like, it's I, cold in Philly right now. Inside. But are you saying like once it's settled, like you should take that ski mask? Like, off? like if it's June and we're outside, like why do you have a ski mask on? They just went into effect now when it's cold, right? Yes, that, but that's well, what I'm saying. On, but what yeah. I'm saying is, is that this law is going to carry. But my question is, the kids are not wearing them for because it's cold outside. Because it's, it's, it's the style thing. Yeah. Like, but but why are we? It's June. We're at the family kickback and at the barbecue, and you have on a ski because mask. all of their favorite rapping friends wear their ski mask, and who are also talking about shooting and killing, and also. <laughs> I'm surprised you can understand them. Honestly, no, well, when talk about it. I have certain artists these days that I like to listen to. Yes, right I, now, I agree. Yeah, but right now my favorite song is "Peaches and Eggplant." I, I know that. <laughs> and let me tell you how I know this. Let me just let's rewind it back to Ty's birthday. Oh, I played that it. Like he doesn't remember. Times. Yes, like five or six times. I every do. time I turned around, and then he was getting other people to play it for him. I was. I heard so much <laughs> "Peaches and Eggplants" in my life that day. So do you like the regular version or the remake? I like the version with uh, Twenty One Savage and Young Newbie. The regular, that's the regular right. version. Yeah, I don't like the remix. Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard the remix. So I can't say, but that's, <laughs> that's what um, Sexy Red and Lotto. Oh no, thank you. I'm good. We're good. <laughs> We've already learned that Sexy Red and Lotto is just yeah, not it today. She's she's not it today. But yeah, shout out to that song. That's one of my favorite songs right now. That's yeah, so. definitely your favorite. Song. It is. I, I probably, feel like we're gonna hear that at some point before I leave here today. I already played it before you came here. I was yes. by myself. And he made me download it when I came to his birthday party. I do remember that. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I that was good. Yeah. Wait, yeah. you can to Lenny's? <laughs> this was well before Lenny's. Started. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. This, was, this is when okay. we were eating. We, we were at dinner. Yeah, yeah. like well, that he was... said birthday party, so it made me think we were That's out. where it started, you know. Yeah, it's always a party with Big T. I didn't, I didn't make that part. I was sick the day before. I had oh. Okay, all right. Well, I was there for it all, and there was a lot of peaches and eggplants. That's all I know. Eggplants, <laughs> yes. I probably spent a lot of credits on that jukebox. You spent though. a lot of my credits on there, too. I bet if I go back and look, it's, 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 it's played like four or five times. It's okay. It was your birthday. It was, it was yes. your day. I, yes, it's my one time of yeah. the year where I act up, and that's it. So... All right, what's next on our uh, hot topics list, Miss Amy? We'll be oh, do we have any hot topics? Do we have uh, any Greg, comments on that yeah, one? Yeah, Greg said it's not that cold in Philly. So, well, he's a big Eagles fan, so he might know. Uh, no, shout out to the Browns, man. Let's go, Cowboys. Shout out to the Browns. You say he's an Eagles fan. I'll say shout out oh, to the Browns. <laughs> I know you're a Browns fan. I am a Browns I'm so, fan. I was over here trying to process, probably thinks it's not that cold in Philly. Well, he's it's cold in Philly. It looks cold as fucking Philly. We always it's cold in Philly. <laughs> Huh? We actually played him on Sunday. That's oh. my fantasy quarterback, and um, he is nice on the eyes. Oh. So I'm ready to, I'm ready to watch that game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next in our hot topics, Miss Amy? What you oh, got? I'm sorry, I was distracted by Jalen Hurts. She's been. Oh. All right. Speaking of football. <laughs> Greg said uh, Shay was cool until she said go Cowboys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and how about this? Is our hot topic right here? Just all of our teams. Yes. Um, my team just self imploding, so it's, I'm a Bengals fan. So oh just, Lord, you don't want to be my friend again after we beat you on Sunday. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, this is for our sports fans, and we say this for you because I know oh, that you that's are a good transition. sports fan. Uh, so now that money is a factor in college sports, so if you do not know, uh, college athletes are now allowed to uh, be paid based on their likeness. Uh, which means that they are allowed to get and make money on them playing. They can have their names. If you notice now that when you play some college uh, sport video games, there's names on the jerseys and it's a big business. And there are athletes out there making millions driving on college campuses and Ferraris and Porsches and all the fancy cars. So now that money is a factor in college sports and athletes can make money for playing in their school, 
should they have to sign a contract that mandates them to remain at that university that they agreed to play for and that they're making money for playing there and fulfill that contract staying at that school like the pro leagues do? Um, or should they be able to easily enter the transfer portal, which is a big hot topic as in and of itself, and switch universities no matter how much money has been paid out to them for playing for the university that they signed with? And right now, currently, there are no contracts mandating um, athletes to stay at specific schools. And there are a ton of athletes right now that are entering the transfer portal, trying to go to different universities. And is that fair to the businesses in those towns who've invested in saying, hey, I want this, you know, I'm investing in you for playing mm-hmm. at, you know, Michigan or Ohio State or wherever you are, and then having that athlete up and transfer somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to let you start this one. I think that I'm pro player with mm-hmm. this. Um, For so long, players had not been getting paid for their likeness um, and the school benefited from it. Um, They would get a scholarship, which is cool. Yeah. um, But they weren't getting paid for the amount of effort that they put into their craft. I think now it's their time to be Mm -hmm. able to say, hey, I want to make this money. If I choose to go over here, I can do that. It's okay Um, because I think that they're finally getting the reparations that they need. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you look at like the end, like look at the NFL, Mm -hmm. so you're in the NFL and they have to sign a contract because they're investing a lot of money into that athlete. So do you think the NFL should, should there be a transfer portal there where they can transfer to various teams and, you know, be on their own? Like, I don't want to play for the Browns anymore. um, Cause why would you want to play for the Browns? Uh, Usually watch them (laughs) out. Well, just, like, watch them or, out. or the Bengals, especially the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, no. But like, if I don't want to play, if I don't want to play for oh, these no teams, <laughs> should I be able to transfer easily without you know? But right now they have contracts in pro sports that bind them there. That's a tough one. Um, but it's a hot topic. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. I would say, I would say this: there can be a contract. I wouldn't do a four-year contract maybe two years, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of figure it out, see if you like it and then make that move. Because even in pro sports, you know, if you're a max player, you're going to do six years, seven years. Right. But if you want a max player, you might do two years here. You might do one year here. So maybe a one year or two year contract just to see if you are a perfect fit with the school, yeah. because sometimes you might not be a perfect fit with team and you might need to go elsewhere to be able to really maximize your talents for right. personal reasons so i totally yeah. agree with yeah. everything and then i'm also wondering too like if those players are locked into contracts and they don't want to be there they're going to find a loophole to get out of it so they may intentionally fail out of school just so they yeah. can go to another school so um but i do agree with you know what craig was saying is that they should be able to have control because so many people and businesses have made money off their likeness mm-hmm. that now it's time for me to have a say so in what I want to do and where I want to go. But I do feel like there does need to be like kind of like a, like you said, a two-year contract. I wouldn't say four, but at least like a two-year contract. Yeah. And I think some of the other part of the hot topic of this with the transfer portal was people were saying, what message is that? Because they're still young kids. Like, I don't care if you're in college, you're 18, 19, 20. You know, is that, but I'm just saying, is that teaching to take the easy way out? You know, almost like, you know, when you're in high school sports and instead of, you know, encouraging a kid to earn your spot and work for your spot, you know, they quit the team. So is that transfer portal and allowing them to go wherever they want, teaching them any type of like commitment, you know, are yeah. you, or is it like, okay, well, I'm not going to play. I'm not going to start I'm not referring to any, you know, specific schools or quarterbacks that might be in the transfer portal. Cause yeah. I am a fan of that team. Uh, but is that teaching them to be able to be committed to something or are they just kind of, I'm going to throw a tantrum cause I'm not playing and just try to go. Somewhere else. Yeah. 
I yeah. like that they have the freedom to go wherever their career a career will allow them to advance the most. So if this school isn't giving me what I need, you know, maybe academically or you know, in my sport choice, then I'm gonna go somewhere that mm-hmm. does somewhere yeah. that's gonna expose me the way I need to be exposed and open more opportunities. Yeah. yeah. And I would say with parental consent. Like yeah. you as an 18 year old, you can't just be like, I'm about to up and transfer and go to school. Like, no. You need to have parental consent because at the end of the day, your parents are paying some form of tuition for you to be at that school. But which which actually is actually false because they will when you're once you're in college, the FERPA laws, you're an adult. There's parents have nothing to do with it. Like if I were right now, like I I taught college. If I had an 18 year old parent call me, I actually cannot talk to them without the kid releasing that to me. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money you're paying for that. You're if you're even paying for them to be there. Um, and don't get me wrong. There is a lot of parents who want to start talking to college professors yeah. because they're so used to doing that coming through. And I'm sure there's a lot of sport parents because we know how sport parents are. Yes. That's not me. I'm not like that. I just sit <laughs> back and you know enjoy the show now. But, you know, there's a lot of sport parents that want to have their hands in things. And yeah. I think that's where it's tough, too, is we're giving 18 year olds millions of dollars. You know, which I think they deserve. Yes. But it's like, you know, I just want to know what the education is behind that because pro athletes have a hard time managing money in their, you know, early 20s. And that's know? what I was going to kind of piggyback off of what you just said. Um, are they going to give them guidance on yeah. breaking down these contracts, reading these contracts, what goes into these contracts? Because if you're going to put that stipulation on them and say, okay, well, we're doing this because in the pros, you know, they do this with these contracts, but they are able to understand mm-hmm. those contracts as well. So I would just hope that if that was to come into play, that they have the ability to know what that contract is saying that they're, you know, right. they're reading. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just had that conversation with my son. He's in college. He wants to go to law school. He doesn't know what kind of law to study. And I said, go into contract law. I said, because I bet you right now that is going to be a, a booming profession because somebody needs to be looking at these contracts just mm-hmm. like pro contracts. Right. Um, so that they're not being taken advantage. And I do genuinely think there needs to be some sort of education because that's a lot of money. And yeah. I know, like I said, an 18 year old, I, I got a 21 year old. And if I gave him a couple million dollars, I'm worried for his life and safety. I don't know what he would do. Yeah. I mean, they probably would just like sit in his room and buy video games all day but like <laughs> you know there's a lot of we've talked about this in the show before there's a lot of people out there even pro athletes in their mid to late 20s that are out there blowing money and yeah you know running into clubs and getting in trouble and driving fast cars and just not handling that well yeah greg said um i would say year by year as far as the contract okay that was yeah. fair yeah. which yeah. is kind of how the transfer portal works right like yes. they can just every year they have the ability to like enter into that portal so yeah yeah. Sounds like he agrees with that. Yeah. So before we get into the next hot topic, Craig, what do you have going on since we last seen you on the show? Well, um, since you guys last saw me, I just inked the deal with the public library. So congratulations. Schools, uh, the classes would thank you. Uh, hold the on. Classes. Let's get that DJ clue bomb popping. So the classes will be um at the Public Library for Black History Month. It'll okay. be at the Kent campus, and it'll be at the Washington campus. And uh, the other piece to that is we just inked the deal to be able to work with the Ronald McDonald House. So yeah. we're wow. working with cancer patients and heart patients and designing shoes for them. So I love it's that. all coming together. You, I love that. Man, you better do that. That's what's exactly. up. Shout out to you, man. Thank you. I love the Ronald McDonald House. I love the public yes. libraries. Two amazing organizations. Yes. And I saw on IG, you've been kind of like getting into more schools and stuff now, too. I have. So yeah. more speaking engagements and just kind of speaking to the kids um, and letting them know the secret to life. 
Yeah. Um, kind of what we didn't know. We mm. said the secret to life. The secret to life. To like yeah. manifesting your dreams. Like the secret yeah. to manifesting your dreams. And you know, just hearing them out and, yeah. and understanding the hows and the whys of them. That's I'm very so. excited that he I'm gonna make him come and talk to my kids too. So yes, absolutely. I'm working on it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so dope to see you, you know, take your dream and, and really make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And getting kids out here to believe in themselves too. So yeah. that's dope. They out here creating shoes and stuff, man. Yeah, thank you, man. That's dope. That's fire. Yes, God is good all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Praise him. <laughs> Black Jesus specifically. <laughs> Jesus Devontae Christ. Jesus Devontae Christ specifically. Yeah. Yes. And yes. because all little things little G's doing over here. Yes. Did man. I use it right? Huh? Did I use it? Yes. Little G came through. <laughs> little G came through. Little G be coming through for the homies, man. We appreciate them. Yeah. Yes. All right. You got some more hot topics for us? Oh, I thought we were going to do some of the ones on here. Oh, yeah, we can. Um, so one of the hot topics, um, well, they wanted to talk about Diddy. So we wanted to, he said, what's up with Diddy? Everybody wants to talk. What? Is that a hot that We know what's up with Diddy. <laughs> they need to, he needed to get it together. This least. is all I'm going to say. The whole thing with Cassie, the fact that he settled out of court within 24 hours said a lot. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. And I think it put a lot of um, the ability for everything that's coming out now to come out now. Yes. He opened the door first. Yep. He absolutely yes. did. Um, His behavior opened that door, and yes. now she just made it welcome. You know. Yes. And I mean, for you to pay somebody within 24 hours, that means you did that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, for all for everything what is said in that lawsuit, and you pay her, and you settle out of court, yeah, yeah. that, yeah. But now it's interesting to see that the people that were around him are like, shit, well, we might as well just go ahead and put it out there. So now everybody is kind of coming out and saying, like, yeah. he's kind of been on some weird stuff from the jump. And some of them have seen things directly and some of them haven't seen things directly, but they're like, hey, it just gave me some weird vibes. So I know that Danny yeah. Kane has said some stuff. I know Young Jock has been saying His things. former bodyguard has let it all go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I went down a whole rabbit hole for like yes. two hours the other day watching interviews. And, I did too. Yeah. Yeah, you can't help it. I mean, he just... He, he was always... A, there was always, I thought, just because, I mean, I, I I was back, you know, back in the puff days, you know, I thought there was always something just off. Uh, just about him, even going back to with the whole like Biggie Tupac situation mm. and then just... J-Lo situation something was just always off about it and now that I'm like watching all these people come out and tell stories yeah. it's kind of starting to make sense you know yeah. I don't know it just yeah yeah it's been interesting to watch like these um these old videos that have been resurfacing and if you watch people's body language like in some of the videos like they just look so awkward and just like uncomfortable and it's funny because then like we didn't know what was going on, but now like yeah. we've kind of with the Me Too movement, the speak out movement, like mm-hmm. we are become more aware of body language when people are uncomfortable. And it's like they were really he might have done that shit. And so, he had a yeah. lot of power over a lot of people and yes. like the position that he carried. And just even like thinking about like the entity came that came out of his show, yes. the making the band. And that that wasn't the only one. There was like a boy <laughs> band that came out of that. Yes, day twenty five. Day twenty five, yeah. Oh, okay. day twenty six. Day twenty six. <laughs> Hey, I was short today. I'm sorry. So was I when I talked about Kwanzaa. Okay, so it, it give me a little. It might have been a, a leap year. <laughs> it might have been. But you know, when when you think about that, like I actually kind of like get sick to my stomach thinking about the amount of power he had over those groups, just making the those people wanted to be rich and, and famous and sing and like music. And now I'm like, man, what was the what was the deal? What yeah. was what did they have to do to get to the spot that they were in? Yeah, and I mean, but it even got to the point to where Diddy was uh, threatening people, like he threatened yeah. to blow up Kid Cudi's car because yeah. he was dating Cassie, and then it blew up, and then it actually blew up. Mm-hmm. So, and then they, I mean, even there's <laughs> even speculation around just um, you know with with the Kim Porter's death and how she was about to come out with the book. 
yeah. uh, tell all. And there's just a lot behind it that just really something's not right. Yeah, a lot of lots not right. Yeah, Lexi said uh, Diddy did it, and Fifty Cent is on the way because Fifty Cent is top tier petty. So yeah, we all know <laughs> that. We all know Fifty Cent is very very petty. So yeah, wow. So, yeah, yeah, Diddy, whatever you're doing, um, just chill. I I don't think I think he's past chill. Like he's he's about to be in trouble. Like a, a lot. Yeah, a lot of companies have like pulled back. Um, yeah, he stepped down from Revolt too. Oh, yep. did he? Yeah, he stepped down from Revolt, his own company. Oh, wow. Yes. That's what that when I saw that, I was like, okay. Yeah. That's real. Yes. Yeah. Yep. He stepped down you as stepped the down from your company. own company. You have. Yeah. And they even put out a statement saying, like, you know, his their views are really not lining up together. So they're just moving forward with yep. they're still gonna give the same content, still gonna do the same thing. They're just not gonna have Diddy in place anymore. Wow. Yeah, so that was major. That was. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know, man. So that's what's up with Diddy. Yes, and then they also uh Frank also said, What's up with Jeep? I'm just glad Jeep is back to work. Are they yeah. back to work yet? No. No. Something happened. What did I say? Yeah. Oh, oh, I know what's up with Jeep. I know what he's talking about. So basically, after they settled, um, they did settle and they yeah. did get back to work. And now they just uh saw that I just saw and I can't tell you the amount, but they are about to lay off a whole bunch of workers from the Toledo Jeep plant. Wow. So now that they settled, they got the new contract that were like on strike. Now there's they just came out and it's gonna be in the Toledo plant. So wow. Um, I think it's called like Toledo Assembly. That segment is going to lose a lot of their employees. Do you feel like that was retaliation? Yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's specifically retaliation to the Toledo Jeep plant. Mm -hmm. I just think that I I kind of actually kind of like it was coming because it just as some of the the shady things they were doing behind the scenes with negotiations. Yeah. It almost seemed like they were trying to retaliate um, in in various different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and but they they had always kind of said that like there's going to have to be some layoffs, and I think it. It was it was a large amount. It was in the thousands. Wow. So I yes, especially like this time of year. Yeah. Um, I know the the plants usually do shut down like after the new year. But, yeah. But that's like it sounded like it was more than just the shutdown. This is well, a layoff. What I heard happened was it was like a plant um or whatever company in California sells jeeps um they shut down so that kind of closed the market to where the jeeps were being sold mm, so now okay. it's, there's no need for them to make that certain jeep. Wow. Which is very surprising because I feel like there's a big market for Jeeps in California. Yeah. So yeah. maybe it was retaliation. I don't know. I just, I mean, it's business. I don't run yeah. a business, but you know, I, I mean, yes, when you do have to give more resources as the, the workers deserve, yes. that money has does have to come from somewhere. And yeah. unfortunately, people have to be impacted by that. But that's kind of the way business has to work. And absolutely. But 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 to do it during the, the holiday season yes. is, is is not okay. And I don't know when. I honestly I only heard it just a little bit on the on yeah. the news and I didn't read when or how many, but it was a lot. Wow. It was a significant one. Well, we still su- uh, support all union workers and Jeep yes. workers. So yes. we're gonna hold y'all down. So yes. All right, Miss Amy, what you got for us? All right, let me see what else I got going on in here. Yeah, she got us on our um, topics. Let's see, we got that one, we did that one. Oh. Uh, I think this is the last one. Okay. All right. That I have, unless they have some more. Okay. I think somebody, somebody said another one up there too, but um, now that weed is legal in Ohio, so it is legal as I think yesterday, like yesterday, it finally was like actual legal. Um, should businesses be required to lift any requirements for drug testing for marijuana now that it's legal? And if not, should these businesses be required to put just as much emphasis on testing for other legal substances like alcohol? And let me be very clear. I'm not talking about public safety jobs where being in, you know, intoxicated or high would put people at risk. So I'm like talking about you're going to work at a local grocery store and they're asking to drug test for, you know, marijuana. Should they be, you know, required to lift that because it's legal or should they be, you know, required to, if they are going to continue to test for marijuana, should they add the other legal substances in there? So 
what I do know is most companies reserve the right to test you regardless. Right. Um, it's their company, their rules. Um, if they say they don't want you smoking weed um, at all while you work there, then you just have to abide by it. Yeah. I do feel like now that it's legal, you can't really tell people what to do in their own personal time. Mm -hmm. So I think it should be some leniency. Like you can't come to work with a certain amount of THC in your system. Mm -hmm. I like, that, be I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. also the thing about that is like, you know, if you're testing for alcohol, alcohol stays in your body 24, not that I'm at the age I am, maybe 48 hours later. It just depends. But, <laughs> you know, when it comes to weed, I mean, it's in your system for, you know, three, four weeks. Yeah. And, you know, maybe even adding to that standard you know, the amount of time, the time in between when you test the first time and test again, you know, because if you test somebody and they do test positive and then you're like, okay, we're going to test you in a week. It's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Well, with the alcohol, it's one shot per hour. So mm -hmm. if you're consuming more than one shot per hour, then yes, the, the alcohol will be in your system longer. Mm -hmm. But if you stick to that ratio, like say I have a drink at eight o'clock by midnight, it should be completely out of my system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do agree kind of what Shay was saying, you know, there should be a certain amount, but it's also at the same time, you as a person who is applying to that job, you need to ask the question of like, what are your, you know, standards or requirements? Because if that job says they don't want you smoking or getting high period, then if that's the job that you want, then you just need to be responsible and don't do it at all. Um, because that's up to that business. If they don't want you smoking, then that's their business. And if you don't like it, go and apply somewhere else. So, and always use good judgment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I do like the idea of relaxing the standards because I do think that you have to be a little bit more understanding yeah. that things like that could happen outside of work. And yeah, that's the difference between alcohol, I think, and marijuana is that one stays in your system way longer. So, yeah. you know, I might have went out on a not saying I'm doing this, but on a you know, Monday, you know, two weeks ago and at six o'clock when I wasn't at work and smoked and then I get drug tested three weeks later, haven't done it since. But now I'm going to positive. Yeah, I wasn't high at work, wasn't high anywhere near work. So I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know if it's fair. I mean, everybody just has their standards. You know, some people, if you're going to be a Walmart greeter, some people don't want you smelling like weed. Why do you greet me at Walmart? You know what I'm saying? So I think it just it just depends on the business. But so I think that it's the problem is going to come because now it's legal. Alcohol yeah. is legal. Everybody's so right. That's that where, yeah. yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's where it's getting. And it's hard. I mean, it would be harder to test, obviously, for alcohol um, than weed. But I definitely it's that that's the argument people have. Yeah. You know, it's just as, you know, legal as alcohol impacts people very similarly and did you guys see the new testing system that the police now have to where if they have you blow and stick that into the machine and it turns blue and that means you're positive for thc what, really? sticking oh, yes. what, what are you Wait, what? So what? It's kind of like so they have you blow on something and then like they stick it into the machine and that machine will tell them if you're under the influence of THC or not, like a blowing pregnancy test, like you, just, no, I'd say like a breathalyzer, like a, oh, like, like for uh, THC, for THC, a yeah. blowing pregnancy test is crazy. No, I just, that's that's I was like, yeah. that's new. Well, she said, like, you said, like, you blow on it, like, you stick it in. I'm like, thinking it's like a pregnancy test no. stick, oh. it's actual, like, a breathalyzer that would. Okay, never mind. <laughs> we got this thing with like the stick, is it like a certain level that you? Can be at. Um, I think that's what the machine tests for. Like, yeah. if it turns, uh, I believe they said if it turns blue, then that's positive, and then it'll let them know like the level of THC you have or alcohol. Not that I encourage anybody to ever drive high or buzz because that's dangerous. But is there a threshold? Like, I know right now the legal limit is what point zero eight for, or is it point one point zero eight? Right. Yeah, for alcohol. For alcohol. Yeah. What's the what's the like marijuana threshold? Well, I don't driving? think. Well, they haven't gotten that far yet. 
So I don't think they worked through all of that yet. I think it's yeah. just legalized, but then now they're going to create the amendments that kind of go with it. But it makes me wonder, like in other states, like Michigan, it's been legal yeah, for yeah. a while, Colorado, California. Like, I wonder what the threshold yeah. is. Because you know, alcohol leaves your system way quicker. How do you know when marijuana is out your system? system. Yeah. Right. You can smoke right now and then, you know, get up at 2 a.m. to go drive. And mm-hmm. yeah. It's you you know you may still be high. Yes. It depends on the level of the THC as or well. how you're taking it, like edibles versus smoking versus yeah. you know yeah. vaping. So and then you know depending on how much you took, it's like am I not supposed to drive for four days? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like or a whole month, a whole month. Like <laughs> I'll get to my system. I have somewhere to go. So right. and then like she said, like how do you know when it's out of your system? Because yeah. there, there are some people who get super high and then you go to sleep and wake up, you eat and then you feel good, but then it's still in your system. Still your system. But yeah. to me or whoever may not feel high. You know what I'm saying? But my body says clearly i guess i'm still high i think people could have the same argument for alcohol like i think some people are like i can drink and you know not feel drunk and i was yeah. and a couple hours later i go to sleep but that still can be dangerous yeah should yeah. we do the one the, uh, the second one related to the sure. legalization question yes. okay so this is kind of in the same uh boat here let me go with that one clearly we have more questions than answers I think. <laughs> so currently people who have felony drug convictions cannot receive federal student aid to attend college so if you are ever filling out like a FAFSA form, it will ask you, have you ever had a felony drug conviction? And if you do, you cannot get any student aid to go to college. So now that weed is becoming decriminalized and legal in many states, should the student loan law, which is a federal policy, uh, be revisited and people be allowed to get student loans if their felony drug charges only involve a weed charge, but like a felony weed charge. Like I'm trafficking, maybe I got caught trafficking. I didn't, but I don't put that out there. I don't traffic weed. Um, say if you were consuming i mean if you were consuming it then yes if you were selling it then no but we have to realize when it comes to federal laws that's very different yeah. from, st- from state but i feel like the yeah. federal decriminalized weed way before the some of the states were like it was like i think california and colorado they decriminalized it but they can't because it's a state-to-state law yeah but it's a federal law for the drug charges but can you said um can you get a felony charge for con- weed consumption or is it only just selling? You can't. I think it's just I selling, it. just for selling it. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, it would all be yeah. a felony. It would charge. be a misdemeanor. Um, you like carrying it, but selling it, you get a felony. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How you know? I just know. <laughs> I feel like he's a smart man. He's he's a, a business owner, a, a educated. He's a college person. I know. You you probably learned that when you filled out your FAFSA. I did. See? Yeah. <laughs> Why is your face all red? <laughs> So what do we think? Do we think that, that we should lift it and allow people to get student loans now that it's, I just, it's out there? Or? I feel like if you were convicted by the government for selling weed, that means you was doing some big time stuff. And you, yeah, yeah no, we can't rock with that. But I've served my time and I'm out of jail and does that mean I have zero ability to improve and the rest of my life? legal, they're going to be selling it. So why yeah. But who's to say that you won't get your FAFSA check and, and re-up? <laughs> you know what? You could do that. There's yeah, a lot saying. of people that get their FAFSA check and re-up on a whole lot of non-educational expenses. Yeah, but they're not out here selling weed and getting the So there's no reason that people need to sell weed when it's legal. That's what the weed shops are for. Well, there's not, a lot of not if it's illegal in your state. There's about, about to be a lot of people. Because we were definitely going to Michigan. Well, right. I'm just saying. And getting Who's it. we? Okay. We as in the citizens of Ohio. The Ohio citizens that were using that as a yes, whatever they do in their spare time, you know, Mm -hmm. feel me. Um, but I mean, yeah, I so you think that they shouldn't have the ability to change your life and improve served your time. I think if you served your time for it, I think that you now have the option to be able to 
better your life if you want to go to school. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people change. Yeah. yeah. And people yeah. do change, but yeah. I'm, maybe you can get like a certain amount. And then if you do good in school and you stay good and clean and out of trouble, then we can, you know, keep this. I just, I guess I never really even understood the law to begin with, yeah. to, to be honest. And I don't, at most it's like maybe a Nancy Reagan, like, yeah. What was her like drug free? Don't get me started. Oh, that was the, she had was a drug. Yeah, no, it was before Dare. This is how. This, yes, Greg, I'm aging myself. <laughs> she was like the big, she was the first one that, oh, the Say No to Drugs yeah, campaign. No drugs. And then it created like the Dare campaign, mm-hmm. which has actually proved not effective. It just taught kids how to do drugs and like truly like the yeah, research. Shout out, out to there. the war on drugs. Right. The war on drugs. That's what it was. Yeah. Thank you. You knew that. Yes. You knew Nancy Reagan's policy. Well, because I'm not a big fan of the Reagans, obviously, because we know the war on drugs was just to go and infiltrate the black community well right and honestly if you go even farther, black communities absolutely to be honest if you go even back even farther the whole reason why weed was legal to begin with was to target people who were not in the majority because they couldn't tax it exactly we had a whole report on it and then um, they started going to the hood and started uh criminalizing people for selling weed and now look at it now the government is getting taxed well and that's what i'm saying so <laughs> now is that happening and is, is that the reason why we had like is that maybe making people that are in these communities unable to attend college and is it pushing them out of that ability to get higher education yeah. because that's the targeting people like you said who yeah. were and we're going they, into communities or arresting people we're giving them drug charges and now we're saying you can't go to college once you serve your time yeah so. and i and i also get what you're saying too because at the same time with that it's like maybe if you do go and better yourself maybe you won't have to partake in those things right so right i mean if you teach people to do better and they they start to see that they can have a life outside of that Mm -hmm. and quite honestly like i said there's about to be a lot of unemployed drug dealers in ohio oh yeah you know because and you see i i have been saying that all of these uh ridays that are shutting down they're definitely about to turn into dispensaries oh for sure they're definitely about to i 100 percent agree yeah. Or all the ones and and the smart ones with because weed's been legal medically in Ohio for a while like you that's been yes. there uh, and then you have your CBD dispensaries that th- those are the brilliant businesses I should have invested in one of those now they can just flip it yeah they can literally just clear the shelf and put the weed on there yeah I don't know man so um well shout out to all the people who want to go and get higher education yeah and and better themselves and I really so. hope they reconsider that policy for a lot of reasons that's in my opinion yes absolutely all right well that was the last one. So that's what I have. Is there any more that we had in our comment um, section? Let's see. Let's check out some comments. Um, so, um, <laughs> no, no just trying to see. Uh, well, no, Lexi was the last one who said uh, 50 Cent was just top tier. And did we scroll through? Because I swear I saw another one that was like something about Michael Jackson. Maybe I read Oh, that. they were just commenting about the music. They just said Michael Jackson uh, in the closet was a sexual song, but most people probably didn't know by the way he presented it. That's good because I was like, what possible Michael Jackson hot topic could we be talking about yeah. today? Though? And then HD the garage said, uh, with Prince, everything was sex. Yeah. You got any hot topics you want to talk about? Anything pressing? Mm, nothing pressing. Oh, well, look at that. We did good, y'all. And Renee, you got any, any other ones? What? Yeah, so um <laughs> <laughs> very confused. What? All I heard was the little Kim and penis. Is I don't know. I don't know. Oh, they were commenting. Oh, he was reading the comments from the live oh, okay. about the music. So yeah, Red just don't just be out there just randomly shouting out penis. I know. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since it is the first Friday of the month, y'all know it's time for shout out, shout out, shout out, shout outs. And this is where we take the time to shout out anybody you want to shout out is doing some dope stuff, man. So and y'all got any shout outs y'all want to do? I do. I have to shout out my oldest son because I am very proud of him. He, uh, I went to Cincinnati last weekend and he made the decision all on his own in college to um, find a religion that he felt good with and just got baptized um, in his Greek Orthodox church. 
Wow. Which is super cool. It's a baby. It's normally a baby baptism. So to watch a, uh, to watch him do a baptism as a grown up, I not going to lie. That's not my religion. I had no idea what was happening in the whole service. Mm. Uh, but he walked out, you know, in a robe and I was like, Oh, in the world are they going to get him in that little bowl? Which they didn't. They just poured it over his head. Uh, but when he came up, they usually like wrap you in a cloth of like white and they just put a white towel over his head. Yeah. So I was trying really hard not to laugh in like a, not a bad way, but like just a, this is very different. And he's and I asked his god mom, I was like, is this the oldest, um, you know, child you've ever baptized? And she was like, yeah, I was, I was like, you weren't ready for the hairy legs rubbing the oil all over that. She's like, no, they're usually babies. It was a little, little odd, but um, I'm very proud of it because I think it takes a lot as a human to grow up and say, this is the this is the path I want to go on. And you know, it's not the path that he was raised with or that I even know, but I am very proud of him. So that's what's up. Shout out to shout out to Brett. Shout out to your son, man. That's what's up. <laughs> Thank you, Rare. We appreciate that. Uh Shay Renee, you got any um shout outs you want to do? I would I just want to say shout out to all the kids at college doing their thing, yes. you know, getting a higher education. Shout out to y'all. Um, and shout out to anybody who wakes up to make a difference in the life of somebody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to shout out my mom and my cousin. Uh, they started a transportation service business. Uh, so it's called ENT transportation. Um, and so it's a low cost transportation service where they transport you to where back and forth to where you got to go. Um, it's $10 each way and they come pick you up and they drop you off and they do what they do. So shout out to ENT transportation. So like service. if I just if I'm out and about and at night and need to ride home, they got me. Uh they are open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh. So yeah. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta run with some COVID hours on that one. <laughs> yes. My needs picked up, but yeah. Well, because I'm, I'm not about to have my 57-year-old mother Absolutely. outside transporting people after eight o'clock. I love that. So, so yeah. So shout out to my mom and my cousin for starting that and service. It's so well needed. Absolutely. And I'm gonna need to get that number because I do actually have families that can. Really yes. Well, I love Well, yeah. <laughs> and I love my mama, but she gonna pay for the sponsorship package too. So we're not just gonna put that out there. She take it to school too. Huh? As long as it's from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. no, that'd be late at that point. Transport. Well, yeah, that'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Craig, you got any uh, shout outs? Yeah. Um, shout out to my mom. Um, she has a nonprofit. It's called I'm a Star. And uh, they had their Jacksonville Helps movement, and she raised sixty-two thousand dollars for homeless students in Duval County. Wow, that's uh, amazing! I need another one of those. Yeah. Hit that bomb real quick. Let it, let it play. Let it. Play. Yeah, that's the. That's a sixty-two thousand dollar bomb, right? Yeah, there. right there. I had, to, had to let that. Let that ride. So what is what does her organization um do? What are they? So her organization is the Amistar um foundation and they build up leaders and students. So students from sixth grade to twelfth grade, um, they go to Amistar and then they put on these different initiatives. So the Jacksonville Helps Initiative is for homeless students in Duval County Public Schools. And over the past three years, she's probably raised with the kids and they do the whole thing and set the whole thing up. Over $150,000 for all the students in Duval County Public Schools, amongst other initiatives as well. That's lit. Shout out to Mama. Shout out to Mama Bernie. That's what's up. Yes. Um, Speaking of kids, I want to shout out my students. I'm not going to say the school name because, you know, we don't do that on here. But um, my students took their, like, progress test this week or whatever, like, middle of the year thing or whatever. Um, and some of my kids uh, went f- on some of their standards. They went from being below grade level to approaching grade level or they went from approaching grade level to grade level. I was so happy when I saw that yes. today. So, Good for them. Yes. Where's, so, our, where's our, we have a plasma over yeah, there? Yes, we 
thank you, education. We shot that out. He's like, I got to figure out which one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to my kids for uh for being super dope and working really hard. And we know we still got a long way to go. Yeah. But just to see that growth in the middle of the school year, I was like, that's great growth. In the my babies are out here learning, y'all. Hey, and guess what? Shout out to you because you're out here teaching. Yeah. Yeah. You know, shout me out. I want, you know, he I said, shout me out. I want to go hype myself up, but you know, I'm gonna hype myself up. So you know, you feel me? So yeah. So it's okay. I went right. to his class today, and they're like super engaged. Like all of the students were engaged. You can hear a pin drop, and they were working. So how yeah. could you not? How could you not yeah. be engaged? Because I don't play no games. He's got that journalism voice. He's got the. No, I don't be using the journalism voice when I'm at work. No, <laughs> you I, use the teacher voice. I use I Joe, Joe Clark. That's that's what I use. I'm sorry, if you, what? If you ever seen Lean on Me. Joe yes. Clark. Oh, yes. Yes. That's yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. That is me. Is that actually him? Like just out there doing the lean on me thing and yeah. Joe Clark voice and <laughs> yeah. raising test scores. Well, so, well, Craig came to my class today and they was trying to be like, uh, Mr. Craig. And I was like, hey, 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 sit down. And they was like, but it's Mr. Craig. I said, we don't care about Mr. Craig until 12 o'clock <laughs> when we go to lunch. That's what you get. That's and, yeah. And they was like, that's rude. I was like, you'll be all right. Spell it. So, yeah, there we go. Well, when you come talk to my students, I'll let them all come say hi to you okay. before noon. Yeah, so. Uh-oh. And I keep telling Craig, you keep coming back. You might as well just come back to work. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like when you do that, it's like being a grandparent, right? Like, yeah. you can go in, you get your hugs, you give them, like, high fives and Absolutely. stickers, and then you can just be like, bye, yep. have fun with Mr. Cleveland, and then you peace out. Yeah, but the thing is, he's always there. Well, like, you know. Like, you might as well just come back. Gotta come do my check-in. Yeah, he's yeah. the best of sure my people. Yeah, we, well, we appreciate that. Yeah. So, anybody else with any more shout outs? Shout outs, shout outs. No, shout oh. out to Friday, man. Man, it's yes. been a week. It has been a week, yo. Mm-hmm. And we have made it. So, shout out to everybody who made it to another TGIF Friday. Yes. Yes. And um, yeah, man, shout out to Craig for coming to the show today. We are about to go. It went great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I appreciate this. It was cool. Yes, he, that was his trial run. We're going we're to have to watch it back and see what you yeah. will grade you. We're gonna, <laughs> we'll see what grade. We'll see if you've made growth and progress in your test scores. Yes. Yeah, we will. I'm going to uh, be like my uh, my old job. Every time I would take something to them, like an idea, they'll be like, we'll take that feedback back to the team. So, yes, I think that's what that's, we're going to do. That's, well, and did I'm you like, used to say that too? I did used to say that. Yeah, that's right. such a professional yeah. way of just being like, yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> or it's a, very, it's a very professional way of saying like, uh, don't talk to me about it right now. Yes, like I hear yeah. you, but um, yeah, we're not going to do that. So We're going to talk about you after you leave. <laughs> Hilarious. We're not going to do that. <laughs> yes, we appreciate we'll that. We'll just talk about you right in front of you. <laughs> or that too. Well, there's that. The way I feel. So, yes. Yeah, so we on, have a meeting to discuss. Yeah, we got to do a group FaceTime yeah. and figure it out. So, all right. Well, that was the show. We appreciate everybody for tuning in and watching. <laughs> I was thinking about when we were FaceTime last night and you asked if I was in a hairdryer. Oh, <laughs> my God. So, she, so we were FaceTiming and she like had her phone propped up. You know, like the hairdryer, it has like the plastic thing. And I was like, do you have me propped up in the hairdryer? And she was like, what? And I was like, look. And she's like, no, I have you propped up on my entertainment center, but it does like. In fairness, I was actually crawled kind of, I was like antsy. So I was kind of crawled halfway in the entertainment center. Yeah, she was like inside. So it was like resting on the inside of the entertainment center. I was like halfway in it with like the glass over my head. And I was like, do you have me in a hairdryer? Like, I'm (laughs) so confused. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, our FaceTime, our FaceTime was very confusing. It was very so confusing. I don't know. But yeah. on our next episode, we have uh it's our Christmas episode. Yes. We are celebrating the holidays. Um, and we have a very special guest that's gonna be on the show. We're not we're not, I'm not gonna, gonna tell you, but no, I'm we're excited. Gonna, we're gonna surprise y'all because we have a very special guest and um we're gonna celebrate all things the holidays, not just Christmas, but Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, and all that good I'm stuff. I'm gonna learn show you all how to make greens. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do why do you sign yes. like that? Yeah, because I'm just so interested. On on making greens. I yeah. can cook. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was good. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like actually good. It was better than a local restaurant that I had that I was like not a big fan oh, of. Oh Lord. Yeah. I seasoned it better. Oh. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna do our uh Christmas episode. And then after that, y'all, it's a very big show. Yes. Yes, it's our three-year anniversary that's coming up in January. I believe that show is January 12th. And we're going to do some amazing things and uh, have some guests come back. Maybe introduce Craig as the fourth co-host, you know. Look at that. <laughs> I keep telling him he wants to be Angela Yee so bad, man. What do you say? We'll take the feedback back to the team See, and discuss it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be like, uh, we don't know. It was kind of giving DJ Envy vibes. We don't know. We don't know. What's wrong with DJ Envy? Oh, I know. You don't, you're not a big Envy We don't want no Ponzi schemes going on. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he was not a part of it. Somebody just did that around him. Yeah, he was out here representing yeah, so I don't know. We gotta make money. I guess. So yeah, we are celebrating three years of Mud Talk, uh, which is a huge accomplishment. Uh, this was actually episode 36. Mm-hmm. So we've done 36 consecutive episodes of the show. Uh, we have so much to be proud of from being on the Apple charts, um, being on Sirius XM radio and iHeartRadio. Um, man, it's just so crazy having merch and stuff now. Mm-hmm. Um, new logo, new set, like just it's so much that we've done in 2023 alone so i'm super excited to look back on the uh, three years and um i have the video that shay sent me it was hilarious this one you showed me last night yes yeah, this is the one yeah. i showed you last night it was watching the growth from that it, I, that was what, what we were doing we were that was us like pre was that like the was that the week before the show or something yes yeah testing out and it was bad figuring out what we were gonna do it was bad we it I literally bad. said, were you in a basement? And you're like, actually, we were in my basement. We were in my basement, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we were in my basement, and I just remember, and when I watched the video, it was like, I'm Big T, and then she said, Sharon, and I was like, and this is the mud. And I the was, mud. <laughs> I could not stop laughing when you said that. I'm going to have to do that today. This yes. is the mud. Yes, the original name of the show was The Mud. Yeah, before we added. So why'd you change it? Because it's, did you hear it? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I laughed about it. <laughs> exactly. But it was the rough draft. Okay? It was the rough draft. That was draft. the rough, rough draft. Yes, that was, it was definitely rough. So we were like, good. yeah, we need to change this to I totally talk. forgot my line. I'm yeah. just sitting there looking at me like, oh. I was, I, was, yeah. I was hilarious. I even forgot. We, we will definitely have to play that. Yeah. Well, it, yes. it, was, it was good. I had to remember my new name. I was like, oh, damn, my new name is Big T. Like, <laughs> I completely forgot. So, yeah, we're going to play that on the show and do some really dope stuff and just really self-inflect. And, you know, we're going to have a good time. We yes. might have to... 2024 is all about gains and growth. It's absolutely. Uh, gains and growth. Yes. I like it. So, you got any comments on that? Like, you... um, no, we don't got no comments man okay. no. so we thank y'all so much for tuning in make sure you uh, listen to us wherever you stream your podcast you can listen to us on facebook or on youtube or also anywhere you stream your podcast which is on apple mute or apple podcast thank you iHeartRadio, radio <laughs> serious accent radio pandora radio and spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast again want to say thank you to everybody who tapped in and tuned in we thank want you. them to follow us too we yes follow us May- on facebook follow us on facebook at mud talk podcast as well as youtube mud talk podcast or the instagram which is at mud talk 419 and then on there is a link tree to sponsor get sponsorship packages merch watch the show 
watch Girl Talk, which is um, uh, yes, brand new episodes coming yeah. tomorrow. Yes, so there's a brand new episode of Girl Talk uh, going down tomorrow at 11 a.m. Uh, it's a special time, so you get to have brunch uh, with the Survivors coach, Unique J, and she's going to have um, Jasmine Pope. She's going to be on the show. She is a licensed therapist. Uh, she's part of the ministry and is very involved in the church. And she's also um, a huge advocate for mental health. So uh, she's going to be on the show tomorrow morning. So make sure you tap in with them at 11 a.m. So and shout out to all our sponsors. Yes. Podcast, Village Academy, Black Lido. Yes, yes. Shout out to Black Lido and Village Academy. And of course, we always we say shout out to Lexi. We thank yes. you so much. We appreciate you. I'm sure she's going to be giving us some feedback as we get done with the show. Which is great. We always love it. So we appreciate you. So, all right. That's our show. I'm Big T. I'm Shay Renee. I'm Miss Amy. Wait. I'm praying. <laughs> 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 and you have officially tapped in and tuned into the hottest podcast that brings you the latest in music news and fashion and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets while you grind and shine all right we will see y'all next time y'all